From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It is seven minutes past the hour. Can I put a question out onto the floor for you to ponder? Am I the only one? I know I'm not, but rhetorically speaking, am I the only one that has connected the dots to show how not only duplicitous, dishonest, disgraceful, outrageous, dangerous these Democrats are? And I mean Biden, Harris, the whole damn gang. You are dangerous radicals. I would like to know the difference between January 6th and what's going on right now. There is a very high, unclimbable fence that's been erected around the Supreme Court of the United States. You have the president of the United States and other very high-ranking people, Harris, Chuck Schumer, and, and a bunch of others, saying the most threatening and outrageous things, ginning up all kinds of violence and, and hyper-negativity. They are trying to overturn the result of an equal co-branch of government. Where is the, uh, I don't know, the Supreme Court Commission? If one is insurrection, is not the other? Am I the only one that will ask this question? A divisive and despicable level of politics is being played regarding the recent leak of a draft majority decision written by United States Supreme Court Associate Justice Samuel Alito, who, by the way is a Jersey boy, born in Trenton, New Jersey, on April Fool's Day, April 1st, 1950. First, it's a leak. Let's start there. A leak, the kind of which has never happened in United States Supreme Court American history. Second, it's a draft opinion. It could actually change before the final decision on the Mississippi abortion case is announced in late June or early July. Third, here's a direct example. When the Supreme Court of the United States Chief Justice John Roberts himself reversed his preliminary yes vote on the Affordable Care Act, he was going to overturn Obamacare. He was going to declare that the individual mandate is unconstitutional, which it is. Instead, Roberts changed his mind, voted with the four other more liberal judges of the court at the time, with Roberts actually crafting the notion that the individual mandate was a tax and therefore constitutionally legal. In this case, Roberts flipped his initial intentions and literally saved Obamacare. This is a leaked draft majority opinion That was written several months ago in February. Ironically, in this Roberts flippy do, Obama's solicitor general arguing before the Supreme Court strenuously argued that the individual mandate was not a tax. Then Roberts said it's a tax and then they celebrated victory. Fourth. 
New Jerseyans have absolutely nothing to worry about. Because even if the Supreme Court decision overturns, reverses Roe v. Wade, the right to an abortion will be made a state's rights decision. Fifth, New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy has made it unambiguously clear a woman's right to choose will be protected in New Jersey. And remember, five minutes ago, Democrats wouldn't even say it's a woman. They said birthing person. Like men can have babies. This is how sick they are. Now it's women again. You can't you need a scorecard with like erase. What is it? Um, invisible ink or or erasable ink because they're all over the place. Sixth, the conduct of Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, Chuck Schumer and many other prominent Democrats has been disgraceful and it's been dangerous. As of this writing, a massive, unclimbable fence has been erected around the United States Supreme Court because they have purposely made things so dangerous. Biden and others have been inciting an angry mob mentality that has the potential to get someone hurt or killed. A Washington police officer was injured the day before yesterday at the site of the Supreme Court because of the Biden-inspired, totally manufactured unrest, the insurrection. Seventh, Biden and others are reckless, dangerous, and outrageous in statements that they are making that other rights will be taken away next. It's disgraceful, and only because they know that Democrats are going to lose bigly in November 8th, 2022 midterm elections. So they're trying to change the subject and they don't care who they hurt in the process. Understand that Biden and other prominent Democrats are saying outrageous and untruthful things such as children who are LGBTQ won't be able to be in classrooms with other children. You suck for saying that. You absolutely suck. Disgrace. Griswold versus Connecticut might be reversed. They're actually outrageously saying that this decision will lead to or or will create the banning of contraceptive use by married couples. And they say that segregation may be reestablished in America. Tell me they're not dangerous. There are additional equally bogus claims that are being made by the hour. Not one of the allegations is true. There's a lot of media attention paid about the United States Capitol, so-called January 6th, 2021 insurrection. Currently, certain Americans are threatening the Supreme Court to potentially reverse their decision. How is this any different? The United States Supreme Court is a co-equal branch of the federal government. The highest levels of the American government are trying to overturn the results of a decision before that decision is even made final. If January 6, 2021 was an insurrection, then so is this. Remember, New Jersey, you have nothing at all to worry about. The worst case scenario 
is that if Roe v. Wade is reversed, the right to an abortion will shift to the states where it always should have been in the first place. There is absolutely nothing in the United States Constitution about abortion. It's a state's rights issue. Governor Murphy and the New Jersey legislature will preserve and protect a woman's right to choose. In fact, Governor Murphy signed the Freedom of Reproductive Choice Act on January 13 of this year. Not even half a year ago. Not even four months ago. Before any of the current politically contrived hysteria was hatched. 15 minutes past the hour. We'll be right back. Thanks for waking up early in the morning. This is WPG Talk Radio 95.5, South Jersey's number one talk station. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. And we are back. It's 18 minutes past the hour. Thanks for waking up early in the morning. Appreciate you so very much. This is worth, I think, a few minutes of the program because no one else is covering it. I wonder why. President Trump's endorsement streak is right now at 55 and O. To quote Jack Chitterelli, who does that? I've never seen anyone accomplish that before. And I've been doing this for half my life. Exactly half my life. 33 and 0 in Texas endorsements. 22 and 0 in Ohio and Indiana primary endorsements. Now, can I ask the question? We know there's no coverage about this, and we know even if he had lost just the J.D. Vance, Ohio, he could be 54 and 1, and they would make him O and infinity. You know that, whether you're Republican, Democrat, or independent. You know that's true. I don't make this stuff up. The other question I'd like to pose is, where are all the Biden endorsements? Who is seeking Joe Biden to get his endorsement? Who's seeking Joe Biden to campaign? They asked uh, Tim, what's his face? Um, who's going to be running against J.D. Vance? Uh, will you be inviting President Biden to campaign? I mean, you want to you want to paralyze a Democrat? You, if you want to know the magic elixir to shut up these big mouth liberals and please don't let this guy uh, get away with telling you he's moderate. Remember what Claire McCaskill tried to do in Missouri? And I kept saying, you know, don't fall for it. Don't fall for it. She said, I'm not like one of those crazy Democrats. Oh, really? That was a commercial. Really? You weren't? You voted with them 100 percent of the time, but they're crazy and you're not. So you have to understand they lie about everything. And I'm pretty familiar with with the fellow. I don't know why I'm forgetting his last name, but the Democrat that's running in Ohio against J.D. Vance, his voting record is absolutely terrible. He's pretending that he's not a Democrat. That See, you have to understand that's what Democrats have to do. In order to win, they have to campaign differently than they are. They lie 
and they trick you that they're not the socialist radicals that they are. Then, unfortunately, if you get snookered, then they show you the monster in terms of how they govern. President Trump, 55 and zero. That's 55 wins, zero losses. Now, meanwhile, the Democrat media, Joe Biden couldn't be more unpopular. My goodness, there were about 10 really important items that that are actually important to the American people, even though the media won't cover them. It's it's gavel to gavel, the Supreme Court, Supreme Court, when that's not even in the top 10. The abortion issue is not in top 10. And 54 percent of the American people want abortion to be illegal. But they make that the number one burning issue. And they don't care who they get hurt or who they get hit, they get killed. But you don't hear anything about how unpopular Joe Biden is. They make it like he's popular and then they make it look like Trump is unpopular. It's all a part of bizarro world. Oh, Trump has lost his grip on the GOP. The Trump endorsement doesn't mean what it used to. Uh, Trump, 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 Trump. Everything's negative. His son's appearing before the January 6th committee. They make it look like his son ratted his father out. They don't know the Trump family. Trust me on that. That'll never happen. They are thicker than, wow, it's just not even possible to break them. But this is what you hear, that Trump is not popular and they make it look like Biden somehow is. Meanwhile, the Trump endorsement, do you know how hard it is to, and they, they weren't all meatballs, they weren't all guarantees. You know how hard it is? And I, and I will tell you, he'd still be 55-0 and 0 if he endorsed Josh Mandel, who I give a lot of credit to. He came right out and said, this is too important. Uh, I, I, he endorsed J.D. Vance right away. And that, my friends, is how it always used to be. Winners won and losers lost. And you don't burn your own house down to rule the ashes. And Josh Mandel came right out and supported J.D. Vance, which I think is huge. The solar guy, uh, who knows? I mean, he's, you know, he marches at the beat of his own drummer. And I don't think he's any big deal. But the Josh Mandel endorsement, I think, is important. But here you have President Trump, 55 and 0 in the midterm primaries. Can we say, are we allowed to say this in America today? That this is undeniable proof that Trump's endorsement is the most powerful endorsement that there is in America or on the planet. Planet Trump. So the Democrat media, they were, oh, you don't know. They wanted to be able to say that because they, they said Trump's on the ballot. But then after the election was over, they don't say anything about it because they only go one way. If Trump loses, they celebrate, they build tabernacles around it. 
And when he wins, it's crickets. Then you have Joe Biden calling the MAGA agenda. He's up there looking like Izzy Mandelbaum. Incoherent, crazy eyes, almost vacuous. You can't, I mean, it's it's so unbelievable. This, this charade is being perpetrated. And so Biden's talking about the most radical agenda. Does this guy look in the mirror? Does he, is anybody home? Joe? MAGA is the, okay. So MAGA delivered low taxes, highest work participation rate in American history with every single element of society participating. Black, white, brown, men, women, across the board, highest African-American employment in the history of the republic. No supply chain issues. Operation Warp Speed delivered a vaccine faster than anyone in the history of the world. Which Biden got to brag about. Hey, we got all these millions of doses. Yeah, yeah, you got them handed to you. The only time Biden has ever looked good is when he's either kept a Trump policy in effect or brought one back. Let's be honest. There are people that don't like Trump. They don't like mean tweets. They don't like him. They don't like brash. But you cannot argue. You can, but you'd be wrong and you'd be lying because they're unambiguous. They're not opinions. These are facts. Less than a year and a half ago, you could get a gallon of gasoline for a couple of dollars and anything you wanted delivered to you within one or two days. Now everything is broken. We have runaway inflation. We're going to have high interest rates. You know that half a point yesterday was the most since the year 2000 increase? 22 years. This program was eight eight or nine years old the last time that happened. We're now 31. It's incredible. It's so verifiable it's so quantifiable you can lay this stuff out on a spreadsheet and show the difference but joe biden is out there saying that the maga agenda is the most radical in american history let's see now putting america first that's seemingly radical so if it's the most radical then what are you because you're the opposite of that If this is the most radical, you totally disagree with it. And they're just so dishonest about so many things while they're scheming to to eliminate Title 42. They're using it right now uh, in certain ways. They lie about everything. Hence, liars who lie about lying. Programming notes. Some open forum for the first half. Of the 7 o'clock hour at 7.35, Michael Merlino, and we're going to plug the American Legion Riders upcoming spring barbecue, which is one week from this Sunday. So Michael will be coming by. 8 o'clock hour with John Zarek. 9.05 this morning, Deborah Hart and Lung Center. 
basically a same time next year appointment. Christine Carlson Glazer is the vice president of government and community relations at Deborah Heart and Lung Center. Also, she's done amazing work. She served three years as the honorary commander at the Joint Base McGuire-Dix-Lakehurst in the Army Support Activities Unit, the Air Force uh, Expeditionary Center, and the Office of the Base Commander and Commander of the 87th Air Base Wing. She, she, is, she is the real deal. She's a fantastic individual. And Ms. Carlson Glazer now serves as the Honorary Commander Emeritus because of her incredible advocacy and dedication and devotion to Joint Base McGuire-Dix-Lakehurst. She's really extraordinary, and she's helped service members, and she's helped their families. We're going to be talking uh, about a very important program that she oversees at the highest executive level for Deborah, uh, for Deborah Heart and Lung Center, where she is vice president. And the program, we introduced it last year to you, is called Hero Care Connect, and it really is awesome. It's an incredible collaboration, and we'll be talking about that, and then let's see what happens from 940 until 1006. One other programming note, I will be away for just a few days. I'll be back one week from today, so I'm going to sneak out and, and grab tomorrow, and then we'll grab the first three days of next week, but I timed this. Uh, I set this up a long time ago, but I timed it. So that I would be here for most of the week when we would be leaving and be back for what? Two-fifths of the following week. It's kind of a neat way to do it. And you still get away when you throw the weekend in there. You still get away for a few days. So we'll be back live one week from today. I will be writing, but probably not at the pace that I write currently. But I will be writing on our WPG Talk Radio 95.5 digital platform while we're away and i already have three really neat projects that i know for a fact i will be publishing this weekend and into next week it's going to be fun all right we'll be back uh don't go away it's 32 minutes past the hour on the hurley in the morning program on south jersey's number one all because of you wpg talk radio 95.5 This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. And this is Harry Hurley with three stories that you can follow right now on our WPG Talk Radio app. New Jersey has nothing to worry about regarding abortion. And I just told you all about that. The Atlantic City Fire Department apparatus, and we're talking multiple engines, really bad stuff, has failed inspections four years in a row. We have the story. And Jim Bertino has a resolution opposing the graphic sex education age-inappropriate curriculum. From the Townsport, New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zaro. A slow-moving storm system will be a real thorn in our side heading into the weekend. A lot of rain and wind on the way, but not today. It'll be nice and dry for South Jersey, partly sunny skies, high of 67. Increasing clouds tonight, maybe a spotty shower starting around midnight, low of 53. Rain pushes in tomorrow, getting steadier and heavier as the day goes on. Saturday, wet, windy, and cool. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. A new fusion of flavor. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. 
Hi, it's Mark Levin. Join me this evening at 6. Now back to Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio, 95.5 FM. 1450 AM, South Jersey's talk station. Thank you, great one. 38 minutes past the hour on the Hurley in the Morning program. This portion of Hurley in the Morning brought to us in part by ambient comfort heating and cooling professionals. I am not only a huge fan and not only a broadcasting partner, but I am their customer. And we did what we're going to talk to you about doing in the past month when they came in. They did the full inspection, the spring inspection. They cleaned the system. They checked everything out. Everything did, in fact, check out. I usually use that occasion. I have a a new car. uh, I was going to say cartridge, a new filter waiting. And we went um, with the, I don't know, I guess I'll call it a MAGA, make, make, or or MAFA, make American filters great again. Uh, We have the really big one. I don't know how many inches wide it is. But it's not like one of those little one-inch things. This thing's got to be, I don't even know, four, five, six inches wide. And it really, really does a good job in keeping the dust down and the particulate matter, including the um, the allergens that are out there right now. The tree pollen is, is, uh, is really um, hammering me. So it, it helps a lot. If... They did not install your system. You don't have to worry. If you're a new customer, calling 609-568-0955 to make an appointment. Tell them you heard Harry talk about the spring tune-up for $59, and they'll set it up. And you will be very, very pleased. Let me give you one other thing about this um, whole Trump endorsement thing. Remember what we said, 55 and 0 and crickets from the media. Here's what's going to happen. I'm going to tell you in advance. You need to know. You can handle the truth. I would prefer David Perdue. I think he's fantastic. And he won his seat, but they had that goofy rule in Georgia where if you don't get over 50% of the vote, you don't win. You have to have a runoff. And then, of course, everything uh, the, the January 6th, Trump, everything, perfect storm happened, and we get these two clowns, uh, Ossoff and, and Warnock. Horrible. Ossoff for six years. What a, what a colossal mistake that was. Warnock can be gone in a few months, which is good, and, and he will. I see Herschel Walker beating him, but I'm just going to tell you to, to be prepared Because Brian Kemp is going to win the primary. I'm just telling you in advance, that's just the way that it is. And you know how I am. And and sometimes I get people mad at me because of that. I told you that McCain was going to lose. Why do you say that? I told you that Romney was going to lose. You know, I told you Chris Christie was going to win when the Democrat media said that Corzine was up five. I tell you what I know. I tell you what I think. And we have a long track record of us getting along well because we're honest with one another. I, I can't fool you and tell you that David Perdue is going to win. Uh, it, it shows you that the Trump endorsement, it's like everything in life. Nothing is 100%. 
Trump endorsing Purdue is not going to be enough. I'm just telling you. Kemp is going to win. The election ends on May 24th. I'm sure we'll talk about it again before then. But once that is decided and you'll see that Kemp wins the um, the runoff, then it, or not the runoff, the primary, then it's going to be very important for Republicans to unite, including President Trump, behind Brian Kemp if Brian Kemp beats David Perdue. Because this Stacey Abrams raises money from around the country. And the Democrat media gives her millions of dollars of free publicity. Republicans have to be united. It's very important that Stacey Abrams not become the governor of Florida. Final break this hour. We'll be right back. Reminder, open forum right after the top of the hour news break for the first half of the 7 o'clock hour. Mike Merlino is going to join us at 735 on the American Legion Riders annual spring barbecue fundraiser. Uh, early in the morning charity. Shh, don't tell Michael. We're going to make a $500 contribution. Shh, it's a secret. Don't drink the milk. Why not? It's spoiled. Don't tell him. Then we have John Zarek. Then we have Deborah Hart and Lung Center and a great topic and a great guest. And then we'll have some fun in the final segment from 940-ish until 10.06 and Brian Kilmeade. That's a little snapshot. Uh, I already have published... An extensive piece on the WPG Talk Radio 95.5 digital platform. And then we'll we'll publish at least one more piece by about lunchtime or so today. Back in just a little bit. Don't go away. 44 minutes past the hour. I am Harry Hurley. This is WPG Talk Radio 95.5 South Jersey's number one talk station. All because of you. And we know it. And we thank you for it and we appreciate you for it this is early in the morning wpg talk radio 95.5 and on the wpg talk radio app wpg talk radio 95.5 south jersey's number one talk station and you did that you did that hey i forgot to mention the whole reason i brought up the purdue and the um the kemp thing is because Trump, President Trump is 55 and 0 as of this past Tuesday night or, yeah, Tuesday night. God, I don't even know what day it is. And when he misses, and I did a whole piece on this yesterday, if you heard me, when he misses on this one in Georgia, the Democrat media in particular, and there are a lot of them, as you know, they are going to act like Trump is a loser they're going to do stories that his endorsement uh, has lost its luster. It doesn't mean what it used to. Meanwhile, they understand that he he is extremely displeased with Brian Kemp. This is not a calculated if Trump only endorsed where he knew he was going to win, he could have a 100 percent scorecard. I have an advantage because I know him. I know him incredibly well. I know how he thinks. I know how he operates. He literally cannot stand Governor Kemp. So he doesn't care. He wants to back somebody that he that he hopes will win, that he thinks can win. But even if he can't, so what? And I'm going to tell you, I suspect it. When Kemp wins, 
I don't think that President Trump is going to support him. And I hope that changes. And I hope that people that are close to President Trump can say, look, you don't want Stacey Abrams. She becomes governor. Then she's the Democratic nominee for president. And you can imagine the free campaign the Democrat media will wage for her. She has to be stopped. So whoever wins, beautiful. I sent a note to four people knowing that one would have what I needed. And I was 0-2. I knew it. I knew that one of these four people would have what I needed. Ah, I'm a blessed man. Good. Fantastic. And one of the four that got it for me got it from someone else. So we'll throw a fifth friend into the mix. Just like I try not to disappoint, rarely, I don't really ask for too many things. I'm more of a giver than a taker. But whenever I ask for something, it happens. Like I needed something. It's not, it's not material. It's not material at all. Uh, but I needed something. And it's important to me because my, my calendar is the, the, the hours of, the, 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 uh, of time here are limited before I'm away and there's something I want to take care of before I leave and I just got what I needed to do it. Fantastic. All right. um, Let me share with you something that is uh, just. I hope he gets justice. The repair, um, the computer repair person. And you hear his name and it almost sounds like uh, like almost a a cartoon or a caricature at this point. John Paul Mac Isaac. You just don't hear that every day. Four names. But that's his name. John Paul Mac Isaac. He's the repair shop owner that took ownership of, I believe it's two, even though it always gets referred to as Hunter Biden's laptop computer. I think it's two, actually. But in any event... He took ownership because Hunter Biden brought it and he signed for it uh, and he didn't come back and get it. And that's, you know, that's the way it goes. You you lose it. The repair shop owner, John Paul MacIsaac, has filed suit in Montgomery County, Maryland against. I was going to say Irwin Schiff now. Maybe, just maybe, if you were a casino executive, Marchi Antonio would remember Irwin Schiff, nicknamed the Fat Man. He was ultimately assassinated in a New York restaurant. I don't have time to tell you the story, but it's fascinating. Somebody got into the building next door, got through a window and into the restaurant and uh, and shot and killed Irwin Schiff a long, long time ago. But I knew Irwin Schiff, and every time I think of Adam Schiff, I easily can say Irwin Schiff. I didn't today. But Adam Schiff and CNN are being sued by John Paul Mac Isaac for defaming him. And I really hope, I really mean this, I really hope one day the proper smackdown happens to these bad actors that operate in bad faith. Remember, Adam Schiff said that he had 
I forget the exact term he used, but it was the equivalent of incontrovertible evidence. And he will prove because he has seen incontrovertible evidence that President Trump colluded with Russia. Now, he's a nut, that little bug-eyed piece of dog crap, Schiff. But he holds a very powerful position as chairman of the Intelligence Committee. This guy's a danger. He shouldn't even, he shouldn't even be able to be on a committee like that, let alone chair it. But that is what he said. And that fueled the beast and the ability for the media for over four years to float a completely false narrative. And of course, you know, and I said it then, not only did not Trump collude with Russians, it will be proven that Democrats did because everything they accuse you of, they're guilty of. So he's suing them. His lawyer is Brian Della Roca. Uh, he said that his client is seeking at least $1 million in compensatory damages and an unspecified larger amount in punitive damages. I hope he recovers because they've ruined the guy. I mean, his business is shut down. He was retaliated against. Uh, I, I really hope he recovers. He deserves to recover. He's an American hero. A federal judge uh, saved the day. This is why, again, elections have consequences and who we have appointed to these different seats because there's only one Supreme Court, but there are a lot of actions that become final that take place well below that. And this is one of them. A federal judge is not allowing the Democrats in New York to get away with maps that they drew that, I mean, you, the term gerrymandering is is on steroids times infinity with what they did. And you are going to see Republican seats gone. See, the Democrats know they're going to get crushed. That's why this whole Supreme Court thing is going on right now. It's a complete distraction because they realize that if they don't change the game, then the game is over. Hey, wait a minute. I thought it was the Sixers and the Miami Heat playing. Now it's the Los Angeles Lakers and the Celtics. What just happened? I mean, they're trying to completely change the game and see if the American people are stupid enough, gullible enough to get on board. But this is very big news because the Democrats attempted to steal House seats in New York. If they had gotten their maps as the final determination, Democrats would win 22 of 26 congressional seats in the bag. So unless something overturns this one, and, you know, we are very close to when ballots have to be done and they won't be able to uh, to change it much longer. So that's a, that's a very important decision. And I'm sure your Democrat media won't be telling you about it. I want to repeat but actually extend earlier remarks about Joe Biden and his pronouncement yesterday that MAGA is, quote, the most extreme political organization in American history. Now, you realize when when someone says something like that, you know, organizations that we've had Democrats had the Ku Klux Klan. That's right, Democrats. So Biden's saying that that MAGA make America great again, which really is about Americans keeping more of their money, uh, being kept safe, 
that America comes first, then we help the rest of the world when we can, and that we're very generous, but we have to take care of home base before we can take care of anybody else, and that that everybody has a job and a good job, and that we keep taxes down, and we keep inflation down, and we keep the supply chain up and running, and all these things. That is the most extreme political organization in American history. Now, I don't have time because it's the end of the hour, but I could give you such a long list of things that are actually extreme. WPTG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a town square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. It's open. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It is six minutes past the hour, and I am thrilled to open up the phone lines. We've been very, very busy this week. And uh, we, we, we didn't intentionally slack on our open forum, but it just it just happened uh, just by virtue of uh, supply and demand theory. 609-407-1415, open phone line, open forum. This half hour, we have Michael Merlino because it's our last opportunity to give a push for the American Legion Riders Spring Barbecue event that's coming up. Then we have John Zarek. Then we have Deborah Hart Lung Center. And then we'll have some additional fun in the um, second half of the 9 o'clock hour. 609-407-1450. Phone lines are open. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Good morning, Harry. It's Tom. Listen, um, when you were talking about, you know, where Biden said MAGA is the the greatest political threat or there. Yeah, and let me get the quote exactly right because words, as you know, as an educator, mean things. He said, and I quote, MAGA is the most extreme political organization in American history. Now, this, these are the rantings of an incoherent, troubled man, because we happen to know you, you as an educator, you could roll off quite a few of radical organizations that are so despicable throughout history. How do you put Make America Great and the tenets of that in the company of the truly radical organizations in american history it's just completely intellectually dishonest uh and you point out you know probably the 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 clan being the largest there but from in my lifetime i remember you know while i was in college the the weather underground called the weathermen and and they actually blew up buildings there the symbonese liberation army um with patty hearst there um not not the president one, but the early Black Panthers out, out west. I mean, so these were groups that were, you know, had guns, bombs, and things like that there. And, and you know, it just shows how totally he has lost perspective of everything. And it's just amazing. People write things, still able, not very well, but able to read and has no idea what he's saying there. It, it's really scary and dangerous for the country. It really is. And think about that, because you are basically saying that I I believe at least right now it's more than half, but I'll just be modest about it. At least half of the country supports the philosophy uh, of the operating philosophy of governance of Make America Great Again. 
Joe Biden's calling half of the American people the most radical people in American history. That's that's and, and don't and don't forget, he said the other day with respect to because he said, and, you know, the Supreme Court says they'll they'll send the the Roe v. Wade, uh, the, the reversal of that they'll send the abortion issue to the states to then decide in elections and let the people decide. He said he's not prepared to let the whim of the American people decide things. We have a very dangerous president right now. Oh, it, it, it is. I mean, and, and what, what's been happening, I mean, some of the, the statements there, it, it's it's just unbelievable. I'm, things, I'm seeing things that I never thought would, would be happening. And um, it, it's there. I mean, it's just for when I say statements are things that are I'm seeing statements that I never thought a president would be saying yeah. there and blatant untruths. Uh, I don't know necessarily if it's a lie or if he just isn't aware of it. I, I don't think the man is cognitively really aware. So I don't know if he's intentionally lying or if he's just so far out. Well, the rest of them are saying the same thing. So he's part of the big lie. I, I'm not going to get into I got to I got to hold him accountable for being alive and for living and breathing. So I'm not giving him a past that he's um, cognitively damaged and, and incoherent because it's the same thing the rest of the losers are saying, the whole gang saying the same thing. And they've created, Tom, they've created such a danger right now that a very high, unclimbable fence is around the Supreme Court of the United States. I'm still waiting for somebody to disprove my commentary at 605 when I said if January 6th was an insurrection this is also an insurrection you have the highest levels of the government the president the vice president the uh leader of the senate the majority leader of the senate even though by math he shouldn't even be the leader uh he's a leader with 48 democrats but they're all trying to overturn the results of an equal branch of the federal government is that not by their definition an insurrection and i may have to establish because they won't a committee on the insurrection at the Supreme Court. And, and, you know, I agree. And then the other aspect about what was what it appears that the Supreme Court's decision is going to be there, it doesn't outlaw abortion, okay? It, it, basically what it does, it takes it, it leaves it up to each state to make a determination there. So even the news reporting there saying, well, this is going to go on and then, a bunch of other things, um, interracial marriage, um, you know, uh, uh, questions about gay, gay, lesbian marriages, and, um, you know, will, will be thrown out there. And that's not even, I mean, you know, let, let the people know this is not outlaw abortion. It takes it back to the states, and I'm sure certain states are going to outlaw it. Uh, certain states will not outlaw it, but the Supreme Court decision is not outlawing abortion, and they even get that wrong. Yep. Tom, I've got to jump. Have a great day. Thank you, my friend. 609-407-1450, open phone line. We'll be back in just a little bit. Don't go away. I am Hurley in the morning. This is WPG Talk Radio 95.5, South Jersey's number one talk station, all because of you. Obama said you didn't do that. I'm saying you did do that. Here's Sean Hannity. 
Turn up your radio. Here's the Sean Hannity Morning Minute. Days confused Commander-in-Chief Joey announcing yesterday he's arming Russia with the most lethal anti-tank weapons, the Javelins. He said Russia. Apparently, I guess he thinks we're sending military aid to Russia. Anyway, he stumbled repeatedly yesterday during remarks on USA to Ukraine saying, United States of America made sure Russia had javelins and noting the successful Hungarian resistance to the Russian invasion. Biden made these gaffes at an Alabama facility that makes anti-tank missiles. Before Russia attacked, we made sure that Russia had javelins and other weapons to strengthen their defenses so Ukraine was ready for whatever happened. Well, he doesn't even know what he's saying. Check out the Sean Hannity Radio Show later today, right here. Persistent airline cancellations, rising gas prices. Many of us are planning to stay local this summer. Well, make your backyard feel like a resort with a Michael Phelps swim spa by our friends at Master Spas and put it right in your backyard. Now, it's the solution to year-round relaxation and entertainment. Just go to masterspas.com, enter the promo code Hannity in the upper right-hand corner, and you're going to save up to $1,000 off your Master Spa. Now, trust the largest American-built hot tub and swim spa brand, masterspas.com. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack, but not with ZipRecruiter. Its powerful technology actively finds and invites qualified candidates to apply to your job. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you the needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. In Van Camp, join us later today at 1. Now back to Hurley in the Morning on WPG, Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM, South Jersey's Talk Station. It is 18 minutes past the hour, 609-407-1450, an open phone line. And the world is in balance. It's exactly the way it's supposed to be, except for the Biden Democrats, of course, and the freaks that did such a serious insurrection that it's resulted in a very high fence, unclimbable, being installed around the Supreme Court because the Biden radicals in their insurrection efforts have made it dangerous for the Supreme Court to do their job. In fact, I believe they've committed uh, offenses against the country because they're interfering even before the decision was made. They're mad at Trump because he thinks that this, the decision wasn't right. At least Trump waited till the, the decisions were made. This is not even this is a, a, a preliminary what they what they call draft majority opinion, which is always subject to change until the end. And we know that Roberts changed at the very end. He, he screwed everybody on Obamacare because he was part of a five four majority. They vote early and then they vote for real at the end. And Roberts flipped his script. What if this doesn't even happen? They've already gotten a police officer hurt. They've caused all this uh, stress and angst and negativity throughout the country. If January 6th was an insurrection, then this has to be the same. Or January 6th isn't. I'll take either. You want to make them both the same. That's all. I'm, I'm, an, I'm a, a referee at heart. I did it for almost half my life. I had a rule book. I had to keep up with rule changes. 
I had to administer the rules of the game. I had to be fair to both teams and just try to do a job where you weren't even noticed, and that's the best officiated game. If you're noticing the officials, they suck. If you're not noticing the officials, they're really good because they're letting the teams play, and they're not trying to be the show. They're just doing the job. So am I the only one willing to say that this is an insurrection by Joe Biden, the president of the United States, Kamala Harris, Chuck Schumer? They are trying to overturn the results of a decision. Sound familiar? Am I on to something, Cortman? Harry, you're you're saying what I've been saying almost since the first day when these people came out that night and started screaming and carrying on. It's the same thing. And if if the situation were reversed, that's exactly what they would say. But I got to tell you, this this feeble, senile, demented, osteoporotic, depends soiling, Alinskyite communist we have in the White House has the audacity to call me and half of the country radicals. I'm not the one trying to kill babies. I'm not the one trying to teach this LGBTQIA filth to five-year-olds, okay? I'm not the one who wants to refer to my own mother as a birthing person. You want to call me radical? Here's the deal, Harry. They establish that Trump supporters are radicals. And then they form their disinformation governance board, and they decide what is disinformation. Necessarily, anyone who is considered a radical, anything that would come out of his or her mouth would necessarily be disinformation. No. So they have, they have to establish that you're a radical, and then they can censor everything you say, because as a radical, anything you say would be radical and would be disinformation. That's the process. And let me tell you, this, this, uh, this thing about leaving the decision, that they don't want to leave the decision to the whims of, of the people. Nancy Pelosi said the same thing about the, the re-election of Donald Trump. That's, and they, that's why they wanted to, to, to start the impeachment process, because they didn't want to leave the decision up to the whims of a vote. So these are the people who lecture us all the time about how much they're trying to defend and protect democracy. What is more democratic than letting the American people decide in the states whether or not they want abortion? What is more democratic than the American people deciding who they want to sit in the White House? When they tell you they can't leave this up to the whims of the people, that is anti-democratic. But yet they claim to be the protectors and defenders of democracy. Yeah, I caught Andy. I caught it in real time, and I don't watch a lot of TV anymore because I just I don't have to. I do my I do my work, and I don't need to watch a lot of that stuff. And so I don't. I'm doing other things that I think are more productive. But I did catch Joe Biden, and when he said that I I can't leave this to the whims of the American people, I said, "Bingo, that's a problem." That that's a real bad thing for the American president to say, should we have left his election? Eighty one million people that allegedly voted for him when his wife can't sell more than two hundred and fifty books in a week in the first week. 
Uh, but 81 million people voted for him. Was that whim okay? It's Harry. You can tell I'm incensed like I haven't been incensed in a long time. And let me tell you something about Roberts. And I was listening to you since 6 a.m. I'm on the road. When John Roberts rewrote Obamacare to make it a tax, even though, as you say, the White House counsel strenuously defended the bill as not a tax, okay? When Roberts rewrote the bill to make it a tax in order to deem it constitutional, by making it a tax, he inadvertently made it unconstitutional because as a tax, Obamacare would have had to have started in the House because taxes have to originate in the House and Obamacare actually originated in the Senate. So by that alone, it was unconstitutional and Roberts made it so inadvertently, but yet he still ruled it constitutional. Right, because the liberal four uh, would have nothing nothing different than to keep Obamacare because it's all politics, which is a shame. And Roberts has been extremely liberal. He he was very good for his first decade. And it happens, it seems to happen to certain Republicans or conservatives or non-liberals, whatever you want to call them, that get on the court. They get more liberal over time. And Andy, I no longer hear you, so I'm going to get another call in before we uh, get to the bottom of the hour break. But it was good to talk to you. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Good morning, Mayor. Hey, hey. Listen, you know something? I've been called more four-letter words than Mr. Biden himself. But I tell you what, I am so thrilled and proud and honored to be one red, white, and blue redneck MAGA mother. <laughs> and I think I'm going to go get me a shirt that says that. That's funny. You take care and have a great day. Good to talk to you. That was hilarious. Hey, something that I mentioned to you the other day, and this happens all the time, we bring out things, and next thing you know, bam, there it is. But I had no specificity. For example, I didn't know how many... Uh, javelin missiles we have provided to Ukraine. I knew we provided a lot and they have been very helpful. And President Trump provided them with javelin missiles actually during his presidency. So they had they had some. They are going through, though, so many. But Alabama Senator Tommy Tuberville confirmed that we have gone through one half of all Javelin missiles that we have in our stockpiles. And, of course, we continue to supply heavy weapons to Ukraine. I actually read a piece at 2.30 this morning at how – remember they kept saying, hey, how are all these Russian generals that Ukraine is getting and killing all these Russian generals? It was – I even said, this is amazing work, but it's now been confirmed American intelligence. No surprise. We're Listen, when we're not being political, we're terrific. I mean, the, the, the FBI, before it became 
before Comey destroyed it, the greatest investigatory agency in the history of the world. So I'm not surprised at all between the CIA and all the other assets that we have that we were able to locate exactly where these generals were. So it, it turns out that Ukraine is killing them, but we're, we're telling them where they are. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Check me, uh, check out my math here on this. But that's what I think is happening relative to that. Quick reset. We're approaching halftime of this hour. Michael Merlino is going to join us in just over five minutes. John Zarek will be with us in the eight o'clock hour. Deborah Hart and Lung Center will be with us in the first half of the nine o'clock hour where we will. uh, We did it right around the same time last year. We will present the vice president from Deborah, uh, and she really is – you'll hear when you hear her. I mean, incredibly well-spoken, brilliant. She's the vice president of government and community relations at Deborah Heart and Lung Center and such an incredible pedigree. She served three three years – I was going to say three tours – three years as an honorary commander at Joint Base McGuire-Dix-Lakehurst in the Army Support Activities Unit, in the Air Force Center, uh, the Office of the Base Commander, and the commander of the 87th Air Base Wing. She's been so material in her contributions that Ms. Carlson Glazer serves as an honorary commander emeritus. This is as a result of her dedication and advocacy for Joint Base McGuire-Dix-Lakehurst. It's very, very impressive, and she's helped many service members and their family uh, family members as well. When we come back, Michael Merlino, and we're going to give a push. We do this every year, and we contribute every year uh, to the American Legion Riders Spring Barbecue, which is fast approaching one week from this Sunday. I am Hurley in the Morning. This is WPG Talk Radio 95.5, South Jersey's number one talk station. This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. It's just a few clicks away from 31 minutes past the hours. Harry Hurley with three stories that you can follow on our WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. New Jersey, I promise you, you have nothing to worry about regarding abortion. Please read my article on the app, on the website. Atlantic City Fire Department apparatus has failed inspections four years in a row. How are we doing? And Jim Bertino has a resolution that we exclusively reported about opposing the graphic sex education stuff. From the Townsport, New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zarrow. Temperatures are in the mid to upper 50s this morning, and today's high reaching for about 67. Not too shabby. In fact, today a very nice day with partly sunny skies and dry weather. Enjoy. Increasing clouds tonight, maybe a shower after midnight, low 53. Next storm system drives in rain tomorrow. That rain gets steadier and heavier as the day goes on, high of 56. Saturday, wet, windy, and miserably cool. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. A new fusion of flavor, friendly competition, and... Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. 
It's early in the morning, anytime, anywhere, on the WPG Talk Radio app. Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you for that. It is 36 minutes past the hour. It's my pleasure to welcome back to the Hurley in the Morning program a very, very, very longtime friend of mine uh, and an accomplished broadcaster in his own right. The immediate, I, I guess it's immediate past, but certainly past president of the American Legion Riders, and we're going to be promoting the upcoming spring barbecue that is fast approaching. It'll be here before we know it. Michael Merlino joins the program. Michael, good morning. Morning, Harry. How are you? Very well. How are you doing? I'm doing great, especially uh, now that the tax season has passed. I have a minute to breathe. Oh, uh, you, you, it's been, uh, you've been busy to say the least, haven't you? Yeah, Harry, it, it, it's been an amazing uh, couple of years. COVID has changed the landscape for uh, repairs, uh, and it's been it's just unbelievable. How did the government do this year? Uh, the IRS, uh, for example, relative to early filers and with um, obviously when you, you do it with you, you, you it's electronically done which is advantageous. I've, I've done a lot of reading on this, Michael, that says if you do it the snail mail, the old-fashioned way, you are in a big traffic jam, aren't you? Yeah. You know, Harry, it's funny. In the beginning of the tax season, the IRS was already 30 million pieces of work behind process. Wow. Uh, actually had clients uh, who did not get their tax return until after, from last year until after the first of this year. So, uh, the experience was horrible for our, our office personnel. The phone calls were ridiculous. And just this morning, I read in the newspaper where uh, uh, TurboTax uh, has been uh, fined uh, something like $130 million for false advertising, their free, quote-unquote, services. So, yeah, the landscape has changed, but uh, thankfully our office was prepared. Yeah, well, you do a great job. I can personally attest. Michael, uh, American Legion Riders, the upcoming spring barbecue. Uh, tell us about it. Well, you know, Harry, the American Legion Riders uh, out of Post 352, we've been in, uh, been doing this work since January of 2009 when Commander Bill Butler, Paul Junta, and uh, Joe Hutcherson uh, formed the Legion Riders. And one of the things I could say, uh, our, our events, we do two a year. We do a fall ride, and then we do our spring barbecue. And this one coming up Sunday, May 15th, 1 to 5 p.m. We It's a $20 donation at the door. Uh, if you happen to know uh, one of the Legion riders, they are selling tickets. Each of us get a certain amount that we uh, we sell each year. One of the great things about this barbecue is the support we get from the community. Uh, Len Daggett, the owner of the Back Bay Barbecue, is our caterer, does a great job, costs us uh, nominal charges uh, for the food. Uh, Circle Liquor uh, does a great job providing the, uh, the draft beer, which we provide free. Uh, we have soft drinks and water. Uh, hot dogs and hamburgers for the kids. But the best part about this whole thing is that you get to be men and women who 
you so much for every freedom and liberty that we enjoy. Uh, uh, you know, like you, you and I, we never served in the military. Our parents, my dad, your dad, generations uh, were World War II veterans, and that enabled me to become a part of the American Legion Riders. And I'm just thankful over the years to be able to do so much for our veterans. And it wouldn't happen without these fundraisers that we do. We do two a year. Michael, stand by. We're going to take uh, a timeout. Then we'll do the rest of the hour together with Michael. Coming up in the 8 o'clock hour is John Zarek. And we have uh, a very important vice president from Deborah Hart and Lung Center joining us today on the topic Hero Connect. And there's a tie-in to what we're talking about. We're talking about those who have served. And this Hero Connect program directly benefits the military and their families. So we have a very special 30 minutes with the Vice President of Government Relations and Community Affairs, Christine Carlson-Glazer from Deborah Hart Lung Center. Back with Michael Merlino, we'll continue uh, to promote this upcoming, not this Sunday, but the following Sunday, annual American Legion Riders Spring Barbecue. You can help and make a material difference. And then we have a little surprise that we're going to share with Michael when we come back. It's 42 minutes past the hour on the Hurley in the Morning program. This is Harry Hurley with Michael Merlino and WPG Talk Radio 95.5. All because of you is South Jersey's number one talk station. Sean Hannity. This is the satellite view that I want you to have on this issue. Abortion's not going away. They want to demagogue this issue because they've got nothing else. Democrats can't run on how they've handled COVID. They ran out of COVID tests over Christmas. They've never produced enough monoclonal antibodies. So they're looking at this as like, oh, we're going to cling to this. Sean Hannity, weekday afternoons at 3 on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Sean Hannity, this afternoon at 3. Now, early in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. We're back at 47 minutes past the hour. If you're just tuning in, you've tuned into the Hurley in the Morning program, a tiny little part of Town Square Media, the third largest broadcasting company in America. And uh, just honored to be here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5 with Michael Merlino, who is the past president of the American Legion Riders. And they're a big part of the American Legion Post 352. We have supported both organizations. I guess one big umbrella with sub organizations within the within the whole. Uh, we support both of the post uh, itself and also the American Legion Riders, independent of that. And Michael, let me um, make official and and make it public uh, that the Hurley in the Morning Charity is writing a five hundred dollar grant uh, that I will get to you before no later than a week from today because I'm going to be away for a few days. But you will have it before Sunday the twelfth. Uh, a $500 grant for the American Legion Riders for the great work that you do um, from the Hurley in the Morning Charity. Hi. Uh, on behalf of Tom Dixon, Dave Slack, and the rest of the executive board of uh, American Legion Riders Post 352, we thank you so much for your support. And this is, you know, you, you do this twice a year for us. And we really appreciate it uh, because it enables us to help uh, the men and women that, that have done so much for us. So, you know, on behalf of our executive board, thank you for that donation. 
Mr. President, it is my honor to do it. I know the great work that you and your fellow team members do. So this is this is why we do the Hurley in the Morning Charity. So no no thanks required, but we do appreciate it. And we appreciate you and we appreciate the great work that the American Legion Post 352 does and that the American Legion riders do. Why don't you take a couple of minutes, Michael? We've got 10 minutes. Uh, tell about the American Legion riders and what you do. Well... Without the uh, support of the public, we wouldn't be able to do much. Uh, but there are some things that we do that are very visible. We uh, we escort uh, during honor missions uh, when our uh, men and women uh, deceased are uh, brought to their last resting place. We uh, escort them. We do flag lines at the funeral homes or churches and at the, uh, at the cemeteries. Uh, that's one of the, uh, most visible things that we do, but the things that the Legion riders do behind the scenes, amazing uh, group of work. Uh, there are, uh, disabled veterans that you would think would get this, this kind of support from the VA, but they do not. Uh, we're, disabled wheelchair ramps at their home. Uh, we do work inside their home to facilitate their disability. Uh, there's a lot of different little things uh, where we uh, support annually the Vineland Memorial Home and the men and women who are uh, residents there. Same for Haven Sacks, which is a... Uh, a home for uh, homeless veterans. Uh, we work alongside with the Brigantine Elks in bringing our uh, heroes from these two facilities over. Uh, COVID has put a strain on things the last couple of years, but I believe uh, this summer we should be able to restore these programs where uh, we bring the uh, men and women from the Vine Memorial Home, Bed Haven South, and Meadowview Nursing Home to the Elks and Brigantine, and the Elks provide them with an unbelievable meal. Uh, and then they, uh, they'll go on a fishing trip in the afternoon. Uh, these men and women, they don't get to go out much. So through our donations, uh, they enable the, uh, the facilities to take the veterans and put bring them trips to different things. Uh, one of the things I wanted to mention about our Sunday, May 15th uh, spring barbecue, which is from 1 to 5 p.m. It's a $20 donation at the door. The entertainment that's provided is by the Mott's Creek Pickers, which has a great local following. So if you, uh, if for no other reason you want to come out, and uh, and support the Mott's Creek Pickers also, who do a great job for the Legion Riders it's, uh, at both our spring and fall events. Love to have you come out. Uh, still waiting to hear whether our Congressman Jeff Andrew will be in town for that event. He's uh, usually always supportive and comes out. Uh, but there's uh, other things that are going on that day. It seems like every single person that comes in leaves with a door prize. Uh, could be the 50-50, uh, part of the uh, Chinese auction that we put on. Uh, Ed called 
and Dawn, his wife, do a great job of putting that Chinese auction together. And these things don't work without the uh, support of the community because everything's donated to us. Um, there's not a lot more I can say uh, about the work that the Legion Riders do, except that if we weren't there, there's a lot of things that wouldn't get done for our veterans. And uh, it's great to be a part of that. Uh, you know, Harry, we go back a long way. Uh, back when uh, our good friend April Kaufman was doing veterans advocate work, uh, gave me a... Uh, a burning desire to help our veterans and uh that's why uh, i do what i do uh, to make sure that uh the men and women get what they deserve you know we went through a horrible time in american history after the vietnam war where our men and women were treated horribly upon their uh, arrival home and uh, vietnam vets have made it uh, an anthem that they will not let another generation of military go through what they did and they are right out there on the forefront and when you think about men and women who served 60 years ago are they still advocating for their fellow vets how can you not want to participate and, and be a part of it so that's why we do what we do and um it's great to have uh your foundation uh, so supportive well, Michael, thank you for that, and thank you for the great work you do. I would, in the closing minutes that we have, we have about four minutes, like to ask you to talk about what it means to families because you talk to them. A lot of people, I don't think, realize that the American Legion Riders, for example, and I want to speak specifically about you guys, uh, you and John Carmen and everybody else that, 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 that do this so unselfishly, you're at funerals when people are at their lowest low, you add dignity to the event. You make it beautiful and very patriotic. Talk about what that means to you all as the American Legion riders, because it's not absent from my thought process that you all, this is something very profound that you experience as well, but what this means also to the families. You know, we've received letters after almost every honor mission we do. And when you're at these events and you're standing a flag line and uh, supporting the families, uh, one of the things that the uh, president uh, of the Legion Riders will do at each honor mission is they'll, after the, the American flag is folded and presented to the uh, or child of the veteran, we go up to that person and present them with a challenge coin. And I, usually there's not a dry eye in, in, the, uh, in the family. They're so uh, uh, just love that support. And uh, it's, it's great to be able to do that. You know, Harry, you, just recently in the uh, paper, 260 United States Navy personnel were removed from the USS uh, George Washington aircraft carrier in Virginia uh, because of deaths on the on board in the last uh, three or four months and four apparent suicides. So we know that this is a horrible thing that goes on. 
uh, within our, not just our veterans, but our active duty military also. And we are there to support the families during, during that time. And it, it's just a great thing to be able to do because, um, Families have given so much. It's not, you know, the veterans, of course, have sacrificed much, but the families also sacrificed. So it's just uh, a team effort that, and, and real quickly, I just want to, uh, thank the executive board in place today for the American Legion Rogers 352, Fran Chambers, Don Landry, Kenny Steitler, Bobby Taylor, Dave Reitzel, Dave Eastlack, John Carmen, Gene Nace, and our president, uh, Tom Dixon. They do a great job of supporting uh, veterans and active duty military, and, and I'm just proud to serve with them. What's outstanding? Uh, in about a minute that we have left, um, you talked mostly about what it means to the families, which is, it's your nature. It's why you do it. You don't do it for any type of self-gratification, but it's very meaningful to you and your fellow riders as well, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And, and, you know, uh, I would say it's about 70% of the leaders are veterans. And a lot of them are Vietnam veterans. And knowing what they went through and that they're there supporting their fellow vets makes you want to to be a part of that uh at the end of this uh this month uh we have a group of riders that will be going down to dc uh participating in the uh, ride down there where they uh, escort gold star mothers uh the moms of the uh deceased veteran uh active duty military and uh it's, to be a part of these things is, uh, you know, motorcycle riding is something uh, just different anyway. And it's a special group of people that to be able to support your veterans, your active duty military in this way, just it's a great feeling. Yeah, it really be- is. beautiful, Michael. And you hit the mark right on time. American Legion Riders annual spring barbecue fundraiser Sunday, May 15th. Michael, thanks for a great visit, and we'll give it a push when we get back as well. We'll be back for Thursday and Friday next week to push it. Thank you, Michael. WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a town square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. It's halftime. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Yep. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. You know, we all have expectations. I'm sure every day you begin your day and you have expectations about how you would like the day to go. This morning is going exactly as I planned. We've had two phenomenal hours, which takes us right to my pal John Zarek, which means this is this is money. This is in the, in the bank collecting interest uh, because he always delivers. And then we have a really important interview that we're going to do right after John with the vice president from Deborah Hart and Lung Center. She has done such great work. 
three years the honorary commander at the Joint Base McGuire-Dix-Lakehurst in the Army Support Activities Unit, the Air Force, Air Force Expeditionary Center, the Office of the Base Commander, and the commander of the 87th Air Base Wing. And she's done such a phenomenal job and provided so much material support that they made her Honorary Commander Emeritus because of her dedication and advocacy for Joint Base McGuire-Dix-Lakehurst because of how many service members and how many of their family members they have directly helped. And we're going to be talking about an amazing program that Deborah Hart and Lung Center is a part of called Hero Connect. But that is uh, coming up in about an hour. Joining us now is John Zarek, the official lead counsel for the Hurley and Morning Program for Criminal Defense Legal Matters. The law offices of John Zarek presents Smart Law with John Zarek, and the law offices of John Zarek provides you and yours with excellent representation in the realm of criminal defense law. Their goal is to provide you and yours with the very best legal defense. You can reach John at 609-641-2266 so that they can get together with you to work together to handle your situation on the web at John, Z-A-R-Y-C-H, johnzarek.com. Hello, John. Morning, Harry. Good to be here. Good to have you here. Uh, Counselor, as they say in the business, the time is yours. Yeah. Well, uh, I want to congratulate my brother. I, I, a lot of people have uh, seen, he went over to uh, Poland to volunteer with people on the border uh, who are coming out of Ukraine. Um, and he's uh, been doing a really good job over there. And an ABC News person uh, came up to him and asked him some questions on camera. And uh, the the story went national, so a, a lot of people have seen it here, but we have, we have relatives calling from all over the country. And, uh, you know, you never know. He, he, he went over just to help, and you never know how you're going to impact people's uh, lives because what happened is by that, uh, I am quite sure that by uh, him being kind of headlined on that, uh, piece that national news piece he will be um, causing probably thousands of volunteers to volunteer either here or in country over there uh, hey john explain to our listeners first of all I, I love your brother and i love his heart and this doesn't surprise me at all uh that he's there and as you know he and i talk um i want to say quite a bit it's not every day, but quite a bit on social media. But, John, give our listeners an idea because you you have a, a wide spectrum of observation about this. Poland being right next door, so geographically significant. I mean, millions, tens of millions of of folks are pouring in to Poland. They they Poland has been I mean, remember, Poland wanted to fly the MiGs in when the Americans wouldn't. It, it was the American policy that because I think the president was concerned that that Putin would would consider that America participating against them in World War Three. And so we, we didn't get there. But but the Poles actually 
were willing to fly the MiGs in and get them to the Ukrainians because it was the one area where, as you know, Russia has had superiority in the sky. Ukrainians are winning. Every time they that the, 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 the game is fair, the, 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 the circumstances on the ground are fair, Ukrainians are, are bringing it to the Russians. Russia has this, this dramatic air superiority uh, advantage. But give our folks listening, John, an idea of how significant the Polish assistance has been during this war, which is now in its, what, third month. really extraordinary and uh you know thanks to my brother i have uh, insight into what's really going on on the ground um there are uh, of course the war started uh, in fact he helped uh, a woman two days ago and this is a very typical story and first of all um nobody smiles i mean he's been there three weeks i think and and he hadn't seen anybody smile. There's no backslapping. There's no anything that has any kind of levity to it because you're dealing constantly with people who have left behind women and children who have left behind grandfather, father, uh, husband, uh, sons, you know, the kids, the draft age is 18 to 60. So, but that doesn't mean the 14, 15, 16, 17 year olds don't want to fight and they are fighting so it's you know the people coming across the border are largely people that they're women and children who have you know they they salvaged anything they could carry and they're extremely distraught you know so you know there's no fun there's no adventure there's no it's it's really the face of war um and what the pole polish people have done they said look we're not putting these people in parks and tents and things like that, we're finding a home for each family in a Polish home. Um, and in some cases, uh, other countries uh, are, are taking people. There are people um, at the border who are volunteering to take people to any, you know, to Germany, France, um, and so forth. My, you know, my brothers traveled to Austria um, other parts of Poland and um, other points. So um, there's lots and lots of help needed, but Poland has expanded its population by 10%. Um, so millions of people are now in Poland and they're giving them, they're not just sheltering them, they're giving them driver's licenses, ID, work authorization, um, and homes. So it's really an extraordinary expression. It's a, it's a, Poland is a very, very, very religious family. I mean, a uh, country and they're doing everything they can to demonstrate that by their actions. And so it's, it's really something to be, be proud of. But what my brother's doing is he's working, um, on the border. There was a, there's a town, hard to pronounce if you're if you don't know the language some uh a town called Zeshov, which is r z e s z o v o w and it's pronounced Zeshov. and that is about that's where president biden spoke 
to the troops. That's where a lot of American troops are. That's about 20, 30 miles from the border, maybe 30 miles from the Ukraine border. border. And um, so that town is the first big city you hit. But then there's a smaller city called uh, another one, (laughs) Zemish, which is P-R-E-M-S-Y-L, something like that. Uh, But that's the way it's pronounced. and, And that is right on the border. So that's where the people are coming across in great numbers. And uh, John, hold it right there. Let's get the break in because then we have a hard break at the bottom of the hour when we do our update on uh, WPGTalkRadio.com and articles that folks can follow. We're with John Zarek. It's the law offices of John Zarek presenting Smart Law with John Zarek. We'll be back in just a few with John. I am. Early in the morning. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. Listen for the morning edition of the O'Reilly Update with Bill O'Reilly at 1015 this morning. Now, Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. With John Zarek, meaning this is Smart Law. With John Zarek, counselor, you were saying. Yeah. So, the, the, the Harry, the, the town of Shemesh which is, uh, I said, P-R-E-M, uh, right? It looks like Premsil, but that's not the way it's pronounced. It's on the border, and uh, that's where the refugees are coming through. And they're coming through from Lviv primarily, or through Lviv, and um, trains from all over and uh, motor vehicles and walking, you know. So they're, they need a lot of help. Uh, things are um, not, it, it's, it's, I guess, a typical refugee situation. There's a lot of confusion. There are a lot of people there to help, but there's always a need for coordination and, uh, and people that will kind of take charge and get things done. And, you know, so that's what's, that's what's going on. There are, there are Americans there who are doing that, uh, although, the Americans, including my brother, are working with the British, who have um, really a, a, a tight operation. And you got to keep in mind that London is only 1,500 miles from Ukraine, so uh, it's they're, they're, it's it's like brother and sisterhood there. It's a oh, very yeah. tight community. So, and I, I've said a few times, more than a few times, that I think a lot of people think. This is just forever away. We're only five thousand miles away from Ukraine. The, the world is small. I mean, you're you're going to see it. I mean, you're flying a few thousand miles more than if you were going to California. Uh, we're, we're closer than I think a lot of people realize. This is this is only because I think it gives you an opportunity to, to talk about your thought process. I'm sure you weighed everything. I mean, you're going to an area that, I mean. I'll just use the you, you use the word uh, in your daily profession, danger. Do you feel that you're going into danger? Well, uh, the people that are volunteering are, you know, it's it's danger is relative. I, I mean, the the only danger would be is if the Russians um, got upset with the all the countries of Europe, uh, you know, France. Austria, Germany, UK, um, 
and the American volunteers and, and volunteers from elsewhere around the world. Uh, I guess if, if Putin lost his temper and was desperate, he could he could attack at that point. It's, it's the logical point where he would attack, but that doesn't seem to be in the cards right now. Uh, although he is rocketing or shooting missiles and uh, accurately, I might add, at the train yards and train installations, bridges and um, electrical ins- installations in Lviv. I mean, they even purposely hit a, a, a woman's maternity hospital. Uh, they're, they're medieval. I mean, it's unbelievable. And give us an idea. I know you and you're a great American. And I, I don't say that just to be kind. I truly believe that you are a great American. Why are you going? Well, um, I, I, primarily I'm going to support my brother. You know, he's, uh, he's really a, um, you know, he's been over there three weeks and, He's, he's with a crew, mostly younger people, because, uh, you know, like war is a younger person's game. He's, he's with a crew that runs throughout Ukraine. You know, they'll, they'll carry supplies to any place in the country and then pick up people and um, bring back um, elderly, wounded, sick, um, kids, you know mothers with kids um sleep two hours and turn around and run again and now now mark is uh is not he's not running into ukraine that's that's for for that's for the young guys but there there are a lot of volunteers over there that are just relentless they will and they're they're humanitarian i mean i guess the quickest way to get killed there is would be to run military supplies in that's you know that's war, so yeah. you're you're not going to you're not seeing people do that except in uniform and doing things uh, that they should do according to the military dictates. But you know there there are a lot of people over there. there there's just as my brother explains it, nobody smiles in in Ukraine. Nobody smiles in in Poland. Um, because you're dealing with, um, he, he transported a couple of days ago, he transported a, a young mother, uh, along with us, some other people, but a young mother who was just coming back from Kharkiv, um, her, she and her husband, um, they had two kids, six and four or 28, 29, the, she and her husband were visiting uh, the Netherlands, and uh, the husband was uh, called to go to military service. The war started. He went to military service and joined the Army and was fighting, and then was uh, a few weeks ago was killed. And um, so she had to leave the kids, go to uh, eastern Ukraine, and make arrangements uh, for burial, appropriate burial, and uh, and whatever government paper she would have to sign. I imagine they gave her some help or something. And then, you know, Mark helped her on the way back uh, 
and along with a lot of other people. I mean, it's just an incredibly sad situation. And, and John, I remember sending you a picture of the train station. This, I mean, there wasn't a, a, a fraction of an inch between each human body. It was just a sea of humanity as far as the eye could see. I I, I do believe this, I, and I know our listeners are very very special. And, and have quite, you know, the humanity in the heart for this kind of thing. What they're going through in Ukraine must be unimaginable, John. I mean, they have they have seen just people blown up walking down the street when they had these safe passages where you were supposed to be able to walk from Ukraine to Poland. They were blowing people up there, the mass graves and all that. This is... Um, it's it's unspeakable. It's unbearable. And I do believe that probably out of 350, 360, 370 million people that are in this country right now, most don't get it. But it's it is something that unless you really open up your mind and your heart to it, you can just go on with your daily lives like nothing is going on. And yet this is just a tragedy, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's horrible because you're you the draft age is 18 to 60 and the um you know of course 14 15 16 17 year old boys they want to fight too mm-hmm. um and they are fighting so the typical person that my brother and his friends run into who need help and transportation and so forth um are people who uh, have lost uh, or are separated from, and who knows how long the war could be. The war could be four years. The war could be, you know, just like in World War II, you were in for the duration. See, I don't think you're surprised at all. Uh, you talked about how Poland has had Russia's numbers all throughout history, had, have had Russia's number all throughout history. They, they're undefeated. Uh, and I remember the early policy they were trying to get President Vladimir Zelensky to take a lot of money and get on a, a safe plane and go somewhere for the rest of his life where he would live in opulence. Uh, and you got to give this guy credit. I mean, he didn't take the deal. They wanted him to quit after 24 or 48 hours. I don't think that th- this administration really calculated uh, how much fight the Ukrainians have in them, how much their own sovereignty and freedoms mean to them and how much they don't want to be a part of Russia. I'd like to talk about that, if you don't mind, John, when we come back. And of course, anything you want to talk about the time is yours because it is Smart Law with John Zarek. This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. And at 31 minutes past the hour, it's Harry Hurley with three stories that you can follow right now on our WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. And let me tell you, please, there are so many more than three. But I wrote a piece this morning I'd like you to check out. New Jersey has nothing to worry about regarding abortion. What's going on right now is a political scam. Check it out. The Atlantic City Fire Department apparatus has failed. We're talking five engines and more, four years in a row, typically every piece. And Jim Bertino has a resolution opposing. 
From the Townsport, New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zaro. A slow-moving storm system will be a real thorn in our side heading into the weekend. A lot of rain and wind on the way, but not today. It'll be nice and dry for South Jersey, partly sunny skies, high of 67. Increasing clouds tonight, maybe a spotty shower starting around midnight, low of 53. Rain pushes in tomorrow, getting steadier and heavier as the day goes on. Saturday, wet, windy, and cool. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. Dirty exterior? Don't scrub it. WPG Talk Radio 95.5, South Jersey's talk station. From the world's playground, this is Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It's always special, but this is a very special, unique episode of John's program. It's Smart Law with John Zarek. John has shared that his brother, one of his brothers, because uh, he has more than one, uh, I know of them both, uh, one of John's brothers is in Poland right now. If you're just joining the program, he's helping with the war effort. How um, has that been gratifying? Have, has he shared with you his thoughts about what this has meant to him, the experience? Well, he's glad he's glad that he's there, but it's a pretty grim experience. As I said, you're, yeah. it's, you're, you're dealing with real tragedy. I don't mean the kind of tragedy uh, – that we experience on a regular basis. Like yesterday, my dear cousin called, um, about six years older, I guess, and was married 56 years and, and his wife died. Um, now they have two kids, they have grandkids, wonderful people. They worked hard all their lives and, you know, did the right thing. And, you know, good example to the kids. And so that's a sad event. Um, she had been sick for a couple of years and it's a sad event, but it's, um, you know, it's, it's not traumatic. It's not a traumatic event. It's not the, it's, it's not something that's personally devastating to confront. In fact, you know, I was glad I was able to talk with him a good long time and, and reminisce about lots and lots of things, um, um, about her and the family. This is different, uh, you know, what's going on in in Poland and other countries that are receiving uh, refugees. You know, you're, you, as I say, you're dealing with people who have necessarily, there are no men coming over, right? They're not allowed to come over unless they're older than 60 and younger than 18. And as I said, even the 14, 15, 16, 17 year olds are staying in many cases to fight because their dad's fighting, their cousins are fighting, their uncles are fighting, their grandfather's fighting, right? So you have a kid 15 years old, his grandfather might be 50, 55, and he's fighting. So uh, you're, you're dealing with women who in many cases have lost people in their family have had um, all those, you know, some of those close relatives killed or severely wounded and uh, had their homes destroyed. Um, you know, you go from the, the country was very nice, very peaceful, very well-developed. The people are bright and they're energetic. And all of a sudden, you know, everything is devastation. So not a not a happy place to be. And it's... Just as they say, it's 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 not adventure; it's war. You know, which is misery 
um, I know that I know the Pope, uh, Pope Francis, the other day scolded the um, Russian Orthodox Church leader. I guess he's the Metropolitan, if I'm not mistaken. But um, he's a, a Putin cheerleader. You know, he's he's a justification. He's justifying the the uh, invasion, justifying the fighting. He's just you know, he's just bought and sold, so to speak, and, and Pope Francis just scolded him badly for taking that position. Um, so you, you have just beca- because, he said, look, our job as religious leaders is to uh, promote peace and to chide people who are killing other people. You know, to back them up, to make them think, to to have them find another way, and uh, that certainly is not going on in Russia with Russia right now. I mean, they're they're just rolling ahead, and they're not doing apparently they're not doing a very good job of it. Well, I don't think Russia is. I, the, the, we've seen so many examples where a lot of their people don't even know. Maybe now they do. Three months into it, but. They, some of them thought they were peacekeepers. None of them seemed to want to shoot Ukrainians. Uh, they, they didn't know what was going on. Remember, they got all bogged down with that uh, caravan and bad equipment, bad wheels, the whole deal. Uh, if they didn't have the air superiority, uh, Ukrainian the, the uh, Ukraine would have taken them down quick, I think. It's going to be very interesting. I still think that Ukraine can win. Uh when we come back, John, the time will be yours. This is the final break. We're at 43 minutes past the hour. It's Smart Law with John Zarek. So with John, I am. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. Hey, Sean Hannity here. Join me this afternoon at 3. Now back to Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you, Sean. 49 minutes before the top of the hour. DeBoer Hart Lung Center joining us next. And it's a really important topic for that half hour, the Hero Connect program, which helps military folks, their families, the service member, him or herself directly. It's really amazing what they do. Uh, we are visiting with John Zarek at Smart Law with John Zarek. John, I mentioned the success throughout history that Poland has had with Russia. Poland has Russia's number, don't they? Well, I, I, I don't know that they have any particular strategy that is better than any others. It just seems that, you know, there have been a lot of conflicts with Poland and Russia and somehow and I think I, I I guess the polls would tell you through faith it's an extremely um, devout country um, extremely devout country and I guess I guess through faith um, they find a way I mean they, they, none, none of the polls will say that they um, were responsible for winning you know for example the Battle of Yasnogora which is the Turkish invasion of of uh, Europe, um, the Poles turned them back. Um, Russian-Polish War in 1919-1920, where Stalin and Lenin dreamed of taking over the world. They were starting with Poland, and um, they turned the Russian army back. And, you know, even, even the Solidarity Movement, the fall of the Soviet Union, 
was nonviolent. It was it was done really through constant prayer, um, constant prayer. And the the idea of solidarity is that you're solid. You have solidarity and brotherhood with your enemy. That's what that was all about. The solidarity movement. So it was a it was kind of led by Pope John Paul II and lots of other leaders and like Valenza. <clears throat> but it was it was to essentially love the enemy uh, into submission, and that's what happened. I mean, uh, through a lot of prayer, things just um, fell apart. The, the Soviet Empire fell apart. Now, President Reagan, uh, uh, you know, spending continuously in an ever-escalating amounts for new weapon systems that the Russians just couldn't keep up with helped help set the stage. But the, but the mechanism was really a matter of faith. It was really a matter of, you know, people not being violent, but being um, prayerful. And as, as surprising as that seems in, in this day and age, but... I think we're uh, I, I and I know you don't get political, but I think this is not political. It's just I think this is a very truthful statement. Early on, the desire of our government was for Ukraine to just fold. I mean, that's I'm not spilling the beans on any secret or anything like that. This 24 hours, 48 hours into this thing, they were telling Zelensky, um, just you know, retire. Uh, we got you. We'll get you out. You have money. You'll be somewhere safe. And just get out of there. And I think the American policy was going to be just let Russia have it. Well, Ukrainians would have none of that. You got to give Zelensky credit, in my view, for this. Uh, And I'll tell you what, you're in a fight. You want those Klitschko brothers with you. They are amazing and fearless. I think our own government underestimated the fight that was in the Ukrainians. Yeah, apparently uh, it was uh, it was a situation where they really. Um, they they didn't have any quit in them at all. But mm-hmm. I, I want to say one thing, Harry. You know, like my brother and and countless other volunteers are over there. They're dealing with pure misery. Yeah. You know, there there's no there's no um, romanticism about war with them. There's no I, I excitement about war with them. The, you know, the whole the whole area that has to deal with uh, refugees, willingly dealing with refugees. Uh, who and John, are- John, think where they are. I mean, they, these people are separated um, from their husbands, mostly, uh, and it could be grandfathers, fathers, and they don't know if they're still alive. They're separated from them. In some cases, they already know that their immediate loved one has been killed in the war, and they're now in Poland relocating. I mean, it's you said it so well. I mean, it, this has to be, this must be exhausting to be around such grief, such stress. Yeah. So I think, yeah, I think the people uh, who are over there volunteering, uh, they have one desire. They don't want, they don't want Russians to be killed. They don't want Ukrainians to be killed. They don't want Poles to be killed. They just want the misery to stop. And and I think they're they're doing what they can do to um, help the people that are devastated and and uh, traumatized by the war 
and that's really all that's going on. I mean, there's no, there's no, from everything I can tell, there's no cowboy mentality there at all. You know, there are lots and lots of people, thousands of people who are dedicated to, you know, just making someone who devastated, um, that, who was totally devastated, um, uh, make make their suffering a little better, mm. you know, a little easier, uh, you know, which can't be done, by the way. It, 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 you know, there's no curing the problem. The only cure is to uh, stop the fighting and how that takes place and under what circumstances that takes place is really above the pay grade of most of the people that are that are there. But, you know, I think... I think it makes me think of the Franciscan sisters in Atlantic City. You know, they understand what's going on. They they deal with a similar situation. They deal with, uh, first of all, they pray a lot. Um, and they pray five hours a day. And then they work with um, primarily people on the street, you know, people who are severe mental illness, severe drug addiction, or both. And, um, you know, totally broken people that that really perhaps can come back, but, you know, in many cases, not very likely. And they um, and people that have no value in terms of productivity, you know, like we always look, we always praise people that can get a degree and do this job and they're efficient and they help the community. Well, these are people that are totally helpless, you know, and, and yet the sisters deal with them um, in the name of God, you know, in, in God's name, uh, as, as, they, as they say, as brides of Christ, really, and, and try to demonstrate God's love for all of us by helping the, the really the most <clears throat> vulnerable among us. So that's what the people, you know, that's what the volunteers are doing right now. Mm. Wow. And I think to a great extent, that's what volunteers, um, and that's what they're dealing with. And it's not, I don't think it's easy to do, uh, to maintain, um, stamina and, and, um, uh, I think a positive outlook when you're when you have a constant stream of that. But. Well, yeah, it's every moment you're dealing with someone that either has lost someone very near and dear, a spouse or someone, a father, someone you know very very close, or you don't know if they're okay. And now you're here in Poland and they're in Ukraine. Oh my gosh, it's got to be so painful. Final minute closing summation, counselor. Yeah, yeah. I want to say an interesting thing. Uh, recently, I've been paying a lot more attention to Poland and Polish history. I guess I, I, I knew a lot of this stuff, but I'm kind of brushing up, I suppose. And uh, it's very common in Poland. They are so pro-life. They are so pro-God, I guess you'd say. They're having five, ten kids now in Poland. Wow. Like like the, the days when we had big families and everyone stuck together and everyone went to church and you know, that's coming back in Poland very strongly. Wow. It's a model, actually it's a spiritual spiritual model for twenty seconds. For all of Europe right wow. now. Wow. Twenty yeah. seconds, John. And uh, and so 
So the Polish people are putting that in action by taking care of these refugees, taking them into their homes, and and really living out the Christian message. So very nice. Yeah, I can I can I can only imagine in hearing these profound words that you share today. Uh, very very powerful, John. Thank you for a great visit. Oh, my pleasure, Harry. When we come back in just a few minutes, don't go away. We have the vice president from Deborah Hart Lung Center, Christine Carlson Glazer, and we'll be talking about an important program, uh, Hero Connect. WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a town square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. I am very excited about the next 30 minutes that we have. It's six minutes past the hour, and and I look at this like a same time next year uh, appointment with Christine. Christine Carlson Glazer, a very significant Deborah Hart Lung Center executive, is the vice president of government and community relations at Deborah Hart Lung Center. Among her responsibilities, Ms. Carlson Glazer leads federal, state, and local initiatives and programs, including obtaining Deborah's Medicare-dependent hospital designation, the operations and branding of Hero Connect, which we are going to be laser-beam-focused talking about this half hour, Deborah's NFLA Association Partnership, Deborah's Community Health Needs Assessment, and Deborah's Community Health Improvement Plan, and Christine is a member of the board of the Burlington County Chamber of Commerce, a member of the NJHA Health PAC board, and an advisory board member of the Defense Enhancement Coalition. And I so vividly remember talking about Christine's service as um, with the uh, joint base McGuire-Dix-Lakehurst. And this is my first opportunity publicly. I was aware of this, but my first time publicly to say to Christine how proud of you I am after serving three years as honorary commander and really just did a great job at Joint Base McGuire-Dix-Lakehurst in the Army Support Activities Unit, the Air Force Expeditionary Center, the Office of the Base Commander, and the commander of the 87th Air Base Wing. Christine now serves as an honorary commander emeritus as a result of her dedication and advocacy for JBMDL and its service members and their families. And with more than two decades of experience in health public policy experience, and I could keep going, but I don't want to embarrass you uh, with, with your resume, which is awesome. But we have a great topic, Christine, and welcome back to the program. Harry, thank you so much for having me. I really enjoy these opportunities to speak with you and, and also talk to folks about the Hero Care Connect program. So thank you. This is this is really lovely. And thank you for that wonderful introduction. I am just a tad embarrassed. Well, well, well earned. Uh, I could have I could have continued, but I stopped for your benefit. Uh, this is so important and it has made such a material difference in the lives of the actual service members and service member family members what is Hero Care Connect? So Hero Care Connect is a concierge navigation and scheduling service. Um, it's operated here out of Deborah Heart and Lung Center. And really what it allows folks to do is with a one 
one call, they, they connect to a patient service specialist who helps schedule their specialty appointments, helps coordinate those appointments by getting their medical records, by asking the right questions, by getting the authorizations if, if they do have VA coverage or if they're active duty or dependent working with the case managers at the 87th Medical Group. Uh, they'll arrange for transportation if, if that's necessary to get someone to an appointment. But I love the fact that it's so comprehensive and it's a one-stop kind of shop. Which is so respectful to those who have served and to their immediate family members, because we all know it, it, there can be a little bit of a labyrinth, you know, to, to navigate through. So when you can provide a service that gives someone one point of contact and then the whole process just has to be so much smoother, isn't it? I think it's incredibly helpful. Um, I will say our our patients say it best. There, we do have a patient testimonial video on our website. And as much as I can talk about the beautiful things that, that these women do every day for these folks, to hear them express it in their own words is truly moving. Every time I, I watch that video, it's just a few minutes, but it always it always brings a chill up my spine, really. Today's Deborah Hart Lung Center newsmaker is Christine Carlson Glazer, Vice President of, of Government and Community of Relations at Deborah Hart Lung Center. And the topic this half hour is the Hero Connect, uh, the Hero Care Connect program. I think we're talking about it sort of all around the edges, but let me specifically ask you, Christine, why did this program get started? This program started out of a true desire to give back, um, out of a true respect and, and feeling of gratitude for those who have served for us and who continue to serve for us. And also, too, I think our proximity, we are geographically located just a little over a mile up the road from, from one of the gates of Joint Base McGuire-Dix-Lakehurst. So this is our community. And we really wanted a way to formalize what had been an informal relationship for many years and really, you know, dedicated give back. Uh, we know that, that the 87th Medical Group on base provides exceptional primary care services for retirees that are in the area, for the active duty and for the dependents, but they don't have ready access necessarily to specialty care services out in the community. And that's where we came in. We really wanted to be able to connect them very quickly. So I did mention how comprehensive the patient service specialists are and what they'll do for the patient. But the other thing is they we have a commitment to try to get patients in within 24 to 48 hours for non-routine appointments mm. or what meets the patient's needs or what the provider is asking for. And it's very hard in the current healthcare environment and I will say has gotten even more challenging since COVID to get those priority appointments. We So we pride ourselves in really being able to make that commitment to them. Well, I know what they think of you because you're now Honorary Commander Emeritus. What did being the Honorary Commander at Joint Base McGuire-Dix-Lakehurst mean to you? I can tell you it's probably one of the most humbling, if not the most humbling experiences I've had. As a resident of New Jersey, born, raised, educated, lived here all of my life, and we'll skip how many years that is, <laughs> but... Um, I have driven around the base. I have been on that base. You know, many of us have taken our kids there for soccer tournaments to see an air show or something. Um, I also grew up in Cape May County, so I was close to, you know, the Coast Guard base. 
But I don't think when you're outside of those base gates, I don't think there's a true appreciation for what what the folks do and what those families sacrifice. And being able to be a part of the honorary commander program gave me a, a glimpse of what that means and just how important they are, not just to us locally, economically, they help us respond when we have state emergencies, Sandy and so forth, but what it means on a national level and what it means for the world. To, to be able to have the opportunity to see that and be a part of that is probably the highlight of my career, in all honesty. I, I love that answer all the way around. Uh, Christine Gla- uh, Carlson Glazer is our guest, uh, our Deborah Hart Lung Center newsmaker, vice president of government and community relations at Deborah Hart Lung Center. The topic this half hour is the Hero Connect, Hero Care Connect program. And this is great because it was a true collaboration. Talk about, Christine, the collaboration between Deborah Hart Lung Center and Cooper University Healthcare relative to this program. Absolutely. So you know, you know, Harry, that Deborah Hart and Lung Center is a specialty facility. So we are one of the best in the state, one of the best in the country as far as heart, lung, vascular, and the care that we provide. And we are happy to share that with our service members and their families. But we also know that they have medical needs that are beyond our specialty scope of practice. And we really wanted to partner with someone who had the same level of commitment to the military that we did, but could help fill in all of those gaps that we don't offer. So whether it's, so Cooper University Healthcare was really, you know, stood out as a great partner. They are the state's level one trauma center in South Jersey. They also have a pediatric trauma center. They have their relationship with MD Anderson. So you can, you know, we have access to extremely high quality cancer care if necessary. And they have a commitment to the military as well as far as training and education. So it was really a beautiful and very natural fit. So we have the, the when somebody calls into Hero Care Connect, even though the patient service center is physically located at Deborah, all of the patient service specialists have access to all of those Cooper providers as well. And they get that same coordinated high touch care and navigation that they would if they were being scheduled here at Deborah. We will take our only time out right now. We'll be right back with Christine in just a few minutes. If you're just tuning in, it's Deborah Hart and Lung Center presents Christine Carlson Glazer, the Vice President of Government and Community Relations at Deborah Hart and Lung Center. And we were talking about Hero Care Connect. Now, we've learned from Christine about why it started and that we know that it's honoring service members who have given so much and their family members. When we come back, Christine is going to tell us about how the Hero Care Connect program actually works. A reminder, and their digital platform is just outstanding, demanddebora.org, and all the information you need is point and click. It's self-evident. You'll be able to see about making an appointment, and there's a lot of great information uh, on the website, demanddebora.org, with Christine. I am Harry. We'll be back in just a little bit. This is WPG Talk Radio. 95.5 South Jersey's number one talk station. All because of you and we know it. The WPG Talk Radio app is your connection to South Jersey's talk station. Get free, unlimited local and statewide news from New Jersey's largest radio news team. Download all of our local shows as podcasts and more. Powered by Ambient Comfort. 
For installation to repairs and maintenance, give Ambient Comfort Heating and Cooling a call today at 856-213-6586. AmbientComfortNJ.com. Set the first button on your car radio for South Jersey's talk station. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. Welcome back. Almost 22 minutes past the hour. So we have a lot more content that I know Christine wants to share. Let's get right to it. Our guest, our Deborah Hart Lung Center newsmaker this half hour is Christine Carlson Glazer, Vice President of Government and Community Relations at Deborah Hart Lung Center. And today's topic is Hero Care Connect. And we were talking about this uh, as a tease right before the break, Christine, how does Hero Care Connect actually work? I can tell you it's like magic the way this program works. Um, patients, either patients call in to the, to the dedicated line or a case manager from one of the VAs, and we have three in our region. We have Wilmington, Delaware, Philadelphia, or East Orange. Sometimes the case managers will call in, they need something for a patient, and sometimes it's a case manager from the 87th Med Group. But they will, they will call into this number, they will get one of the patient service specialists, and then basically what I like to say is then the patient service specialist takes it from there. They'll take all of the information, what the patient needs, some of the background, what type of specialty, they'll ask about any reports or, or relevant medical records, and then they do their magic, and it, it truly is magic. Um, these, all of these patient service specialists have some connection to the military. They either, their spouses served, other members of their family, um, brothers, aunts, um, and they understand the, the culture. They understand the importance of mission readiness. They understand the importance of serving veterans who there was a time in our country when veterans were not um, respected for the for what they did for us, and you know we're trying we're changing that. I think we as a country have made a big 180 on that, um, and Hero Care Connect, um, you know, feels very similarly. So I think it's it's really that simple. Either the patient reaches out, or or someone from the VA or the 87th Med Group, and then. Um, Everything kind of flows from there. And they, again, they are the one point of contact because it can be so confusing uh, to try to work through and navigate any healthcare system, uh, in, really. Um, but the VA system is very unique um, and they really do understand it, which just takes a lot of pressure off folks and their families when they're looking for care. Christine, I agree with every single word you said, and I'll emphasize, especially on the point you made about a point in time in our history where our military members were not appreciated, were not respected as they should be. It's been the, and you know this about our program, Christina, I'm well aware that you know this. We spend a lot of time on veterans issues on this program. Vince Kane, for example, became a good friend of mine. He is the medical center director, and I know you know of him uh, and probably know him. Uh, Wilmington, Delaware, VA, which now his territory is expanded right here into southern New Jersey. We visit all the time on air about ways to to provide further services for our military members. And I think it's an important question to give you the opportunity to comment, Christine, relative to our veterans and the focus. Does Hero uh, Hero Care Connect, does that in any way compete with the VA, with the VA hospitals and services? Your thoughts about that? 
Um, I would say absolutely the opposite. I, we view ourselves as a collaborative partner with the VA and part of the system of, of providing medical care. Um, so not competitive in any way. The VA does a very, a very wonderful job at what they do. In all honesty, there's more demand than they can handle. Uh, and we view ourselves as stepping up as a community partner to help fill those areas and make the care as accessible and convenient as possible. So we enjoy that collaborative relationship. We're all working for the same goal. And for our listeners' uh, information, I know that to be true, but I wanted to give Christine the opportunity to address the question just in case any listener was thinking, hey, this looks like the same thing. Are they competing? Is it, you know, but it is the total collaboration and it, and it works so well together. And I've heard that uh, from the VA, actually. So it's not only your spectrum of observation, they, they, they also uh, fully embrace and support this because I believe there's, we just can't do enough for our uh, military members and their families. Which brings us to this important part of your program, Christine. Who is actually eligible to use the Hero Care Connect program? That's a great question, Harry. Um, anyone who is actively serving is a reservist. Anyone who is a veteran, a dependent, a family member of any of those folks, basically anybody who has committed any amount of time serving for our country or their immediate family members are all eligible to give us a call. This is, and I, I want to just clarify on the eligible, there is no cost, there is no membership, there is no special card. You call us and tell us you need help and we help you. Wow, it's beautiful. Like you said earlier uh, from the beginning of your program, you're a concierge for the military. Yes, and I, I, I listen to the patient service specialist, you know, on the phones. They actually work outside of my office, and they do everything from step-by-step navigation instructions when they're driving to an office if they're on their way, wow. um, you know, arranging the transportation, explaining to them, you know, what the appointment's going to look like, how, how, when you should get there in advance. They really try to do everything. They work with... In the veterans in particular, sometimes they're working with family members, um, spouses, sons or daughters to just really try to work them through the process. They also, that collaborative relationship with the VA is very helpful because sometimes a service member, we had an issue last week where a service member's spouse had, actually the spouse was the prior service member, had passed away a few years ago and the spouse never never enrolled and picked up their coverage wow. um, that they needed to. And they weren't of age of, to be eligible for Medicare, and they have some medical needs that came up. And working with, you know, the VA, with Humana Military, TRICARE, was able to help that person working with their daughter to get them enrolled to, so that they make sure that they have the, the coverage for the care that they need. So I love the fact that, and that, that's not something that's obvious from our scheduling and navigation program, but it, it, it truly is. They understand the different insurances. They help folks understand what might be best for them, and then they help them get enrolled. We are visiting with Christine Carlson Glazer, the Vice President of Government and Community Relations at Deborah Hart Lung Center, and our focus this half hour on Deborah Hart Lung Center presents Christine is the Hero Care Connect program 
and the content that you've been providing has been just fantastic. And a lot of people think that we're local New Jersey centric, which we are, but we also have listeners from all over the country as well. And folks listening that might be outside of New Jersey, can military people from outside of the state, are they eligible for Hero Care Connect? So that we've been asked a question um, a number of times, actually, like, are you everywhere or are you just here in New Jersey? And um, right now, I would say we are just here in New Jersey. But we do receive calls from patients who you know, could use some education and assistance, and the patient service specialists are very happy you know, to walk them through those processes as well. And there are some times where we have patients that will come from out of state because they want, sometimes it's actually, you know, Harry, we get a lot of folks at Deborah Heart and Lung Center from all over the state, but all over the country as well. True. So we do sometimes have that, but that is really not our primary. Uh, geographically, it's mostly in this South Jersey kind of region um, is really our sweet spot. Important to note. And finally, but then we have a, a question. I want to leave some time for you to be able to address something that's off topic, but not really off topic. Uh, and we'll end with that. But final question on specifically Hero Care Connect for today, Christine. How can people reach a patient service specialist? Absolutely. So they can call the dedicated number, which is 866 9 Hero Care, which is 866 866- Nine four three seven six two two. Also on our website, which is herocareconnect.org, there is a request for appointment there. They can fill that out, and a patient service specialist will reach back out to them. Those are the two main ways that a patient can reach us directly. Eight, the six, patient service yeah, go center, go ahead. I should say, is open Monday through Friday, 8 to 4.30 are their regular operating hours. And again, if you need just a moment to get a pen and paper or to type it into your smartphone and you didn't quite get it, 866-943-7622, 866-943-7622, digitally, herocareconnect.org. And finally, and take whatever time you shall consume, but we've got at least three minutes, the role that the base played in the Afghan evacuation. I think this is almost an untold story. Um, So when people don't know something, they can't appreciate it. I understand the effort was um, quite significant and consequential. Your thoughts? Yeah, so when when the United States pulled out of, of Afghanistan in August of 2021, there was a very large evacuation effort that happened uh, to bring the allies over to the United States. Um, some of you may have seen the, the photograph of the C-17 cargo plane packed. I think there were over 600 Afghan evacuees on that plane. Joint Base McGuire-Dix-Lakehurst played a very large role in that. It was called Operation Allies Welcome, or OAW. There were eight bases throughout the country that brought those allies in house them, help process them, help relocate them to different to, to a new home here in the United States. Joint Base McGuire-Dix-Lakehurst was the largest of those eight facilities processing more than 16,000 
Afghan evacuees and their family members during that time. And they closed that operation up, I want to say, around the end of February. Um, but just to put it in perspective, that is the largest non-combat evacuation that the Department of Defense has ever had in our country's history. Wow. Um, and for Joint Base to play the major point in that operation is just truly impressive. And I think that it's that people don't know um, how much they did during that time. I agree completely, and I'm blown away by listening to the direct impact that happened right from our area uh, with the folks that did what they did. These are incredible numbers that I think almost every single person listening probably never heard before because, as you know, people that do this kind of work, they serve. They just do their job, and they don't really go out and talk about it. So if there isn't an executive like you, a senior executive like you, Christine, available to share the profound nature of what happened here, I mean, you really put that in context when when you shared that it's the largest uh, of, of its kind uh, in this type of situation. Pretty amazing. We are at just about 35 minutes past the hour, but I want to turn it over to you, Christine, for a closing comment of your choosing. The, the only other thing I, I wanted to point out, Harry, if I may, is that many people may also not know that Joint Base McGuire-Dix-Lakehurst is the only tri-service base in the nation, which means all branches of the military are, are represented and, and trained out of that facility. So I think that that has been so key um, to what happened with Operations Allied Welcome. I think it's it's a testament to the leaders that come in and, and run that base um, to get all of them to work together so so beautifully. Um, I think we have a real treasure here. And I feel very much like I do about Deborah. Sometimes I feel we're, you know, um, not because of where we're located, people don't always know where we are or about us. And I feel the same way about Joint Base is that we have this wonderful gem here in, in the Pinelands of New Jersey. And I'm just just want everybody in New Jersey to know how special Joint Base is and how how fortunate we are to have them here. Christine, this was just such a great appearance. And let me ask you if I could stretch you a moment, give a closing comment on Hero Care Connect. Um, Hero Care Connect, um, if you know someone, if you have served, if you have a family member, a friend, a neighbor, please share that, that 866 number. Um, we really want to be able to, to help folks navigate this healthcare system to be able to get the very important care that they need. And honestly, word of mouth is the best advertisement. So if, if folks would just share about Hero Care Connect, um, I, would, I would really appreciate that. And that wraps another very relevant episode of Deborah Hart and Lung Center presents Christine Carlson Glazer, Vice President, Government and Community Relations at Deborah Hart and Lung Center. And now all of our listeners, either you're reacquainted because we did a really good visit a year ago with Christine, or you've heard for the first time about this profound program, Hero Care Connect. Christine, it was a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you, Harry. You are so welcome. Until we meet again, 37 minutes past the hour, we'll be back. This is Early in the Morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM.
Hi, it's Mark Levin. Join me this evening at 6. Now back to Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you very much. Great one. It is 42 minutes past the hour. If you'd like to jump in, 609-407-1450. We have some time to take some of your phone calls. I know we dropped a bunch of them earlier in the program when we had open forum and took as many of your calls as we could. 609-407-1450 if you'd like to jump in. This should not be any new uh, surprise or anything uh, that you wouldn't expect because there was so much. It's so ironic they're doing this disinformation thing because they were disinformation, you know, all during COVID. It was all these things. And look, nobody was more compliant than me. So I I feel unbridled to say whatever needs to be said about it. I, I did everything I was supposed to do. I publicly educated. I even got people mad at me because they didn't like the approach that I was taking, uh, that that perhaps I took it too seriously, if there's such a thing. I just felt in my position a sense of obligation to be as current, to be as uh, intellectually honest, uh, brutally so sometimes, to where people are like, hey, they, you know, they can't tell you to, to do this and this and that. And, and look, they're doing the exact opposite thing as they argue other things. You had no right to choose. Now you're being told you're a monster um, if you don't believe in someone's right to choose in another area. So we got to be real. And this was no surprise to me. Bunch of fully vaccinated and boosted people at the White, Heart, the White House correspondence dinner. And they, they were a COVID spreader. A bunch of people have COVID-19. Uh, who was the, um, I think, was it Blinken? Doesn't he have it now? The secretary of state? I think it's him uh, and and a bunch of other people. So the whole point all along and of course, this level of free speech was always uh, disallowed and people were put in penalty boxes and deplatformed even if they tried to be persistent, suspended and so on. When people said, hey, look, if you get fully vaccinated, you're, you're not Superman. You know, the, you, you, you still are contagious. And you can still get it. And they did. They So they all gave it to each other. None of them were wearing masks. I think two people, they said, wore a mask. Uh, and they wore it for some reason not at the table where you're really close to people. But when they got up and walked around, they put it on. Just weird, weird fake stuff like that. But kind of ironic because during the event, President Biden said, quote, we're here to show the country that we're getting through this pandemic. Plus, Everyone had to prove that they were fully vaccinated and boosted. But what did that prove? That you still can be a super spreader event? What did it prove? Quote, so if you're home watching this, this is President Biden trying to be funny. Quote, so if you're home watching this and you're wondering how to do that, just contact your favorite Fox News reporter. They're all here, vaccinated and boosted, all of them. And then, of course, the crowd went bananas for that. Just really just snarky, rude people. But just to give you an idea that this administration, in my view, has been despicable. They have been intellectually dishonest, which is kind for saying they lie. You know, liars who lie about lying. And everything that people said has really turned turned out to be true. They've been better than the experts. The experts have been wrong about everything. Remember, no mask, one mask, two masks. They've been wrong about everything. 
The other thing, I'll tell you what, nobody's talking about it, but why don't I throw it out in between your calls at 609-407-1450. We need to grapple with what was this all about? We, we took the vaccine. We took the second shot. And when I say we, those who followed, and we took the booster. So I did all that. I haven't said this to you before, but I haven't taken the fourth shot. I didn't take it. I hope to never live to regret that, but I don't think there's been a very good job showing that there's any kind of significant, meaning the time frame of protection that you have. It seems as though this vaccine works really well for a short period of time. It continues to work really well for a period of time in terms of preventing severe illness or hospitalization. And I will tell you that I wish they would have been more honest in the beginning because I don't have a problem with the fact that if you're vaccinated, you can still contract COVID-19. Nobody's asking for absolute perfection and miracles. That never bothered me at all. When you could say, hey, if you're vaccinated, it was like 99.98 or something very close to that. That you won't have to go to a hospital, that you will resolve at home. I, I think that's terrific. What we need to learn, and I think where we're really bad, and I hold Dr. Fauci responsible for this, where we're really bad about this is why didn't we learn more about how long this lasts, how how effective is it, for what period of time, and then communicate what's the plan going forward. You know every – for example, you know every year that if you don't get the flu shot, you've got nothing left. One year later, you've got nothing left. Now, we as laypeople, we, we sort of have stumbled across the fact – that it it's the similar type of thing and maybe not even not even lasting as long some people say it lasts weeks that's a joke some people say several months some people say up to like 6 months but look if you got the first the second and the booster shot at the time that it was made available i think pretty much everybody is no longer protected. I can't say zero. I'm not qualified to say zero. But from what I gather, and I, you know I do a lot of reading on this subject, and we write about it, and we speak about it a lot, not lately, but a lot. What's the game plan? I know every year I'm getting my flu vaccine. Are we getting a COVID-19 vaccine every year? Or was this only necessary during the pandemic and then most people are not going to get it i haven't gotten the fourth shot because i don't i don't see why i should at this point other than if i'm one of the unlucky ones that covid you know wrecks you just don't know in most cases if you're healthy you don't smoke you don't do this you don't do that you should do pretty well but there's no way to know for sure because they don't fully know what makes this ravage one person, 
be almost a glancing blow on another. And some people get it and recover like they never had it. Some people get it and they have long COVID. I mean, it's, you know, this is a mixed bag. It's all over the place. But I think this administration has, and this is not political with me because I, I have covered this to where I've gotten friends mad at me. I've been, I've been fair. I've been stand up. I've been right about this. What I mean by right, I don't mean correct. I mean, I behave rightly, I think. Because in my position, when I'm communicating to many people, I feel a sense of obligation to do the right thing more than if just you make an individual decision based on your religion or based on your own philosophical beliefs of not wanting to inject something that you don't know what's in it. I mean, there were a lot of persuasive things that should have been given much more serious discussion, not to mention all the people that got wrecked that decided to either conscientiously object or maybe were allergic to the ingredients. How, how can you say to somebody that's allergic to the ingredients that it could kill them? I know someone that had anaphylactic reaction. They're, they're okay, but they didn't get the second shot. You, you know, there were a lot of things that did not get handled correctly. And I think if we're in the endemic phase, post-pandemic, they've done, our country, our leaders have done this administration, which is just about worthless. They have done a terrible job an absolutely terrible job in communicating. You should have somebody that can that can be trusted actually say, you need to get that fourth shot. You're no longer vaccinated. But then they say, if you've got your two vaccines and your booster, you can go everywhere. But if you're no longer covered, what what is this? We need to have at some point a serious discussion about where we are, what we're going to do going forward. We can't shut down. And do all that crap all over again. We wrecked kids, stole their their couple of years from their lives that they'll never get back. Face mask them even when the, the evidence said it wasn't necessary. So many, so many bad things were done. But at some point, we need to have an open conversation about what are we doing going forward? I mean, they're whispering now about a new vaccine composition based on the new strains because this, you can't. You don't want to take another vaccine that's based on alpha or delta when we've had mu and and omicron and all these other things. That doesn't make any sense. They don't give you last year's flu shot if they think this year's is a different strain. You got to admit, I'm, there's no politics here with me on this. I think I've made that clear. I'm just brutally open and honest about this. These senior officials, I would fire them all. They are incompetent. They have done. And look, I, I've always said it's hard to look good during a pandemic, but they have been terrible and they're still terrible. Anybody out there, Republican, Democrat, independent, this is not politics. Tell me that there's a single thing I said that's wrong. What am I lying about? Do you know about the fourth shot and what it what why you would be getting it? And what is the fourth shot? Isn't it the same shot for something that? is no longer here it's not delta at this point it's several variants of omicron we've got to get this break in we'll be right back don't go away wpg talk radio 95.5 south jersey's talk station wpgg atlantic city wenjhd3 millville a town square media station i miss my baby someone stole my baby by the way my baby is my landscaping truck that was literally stolen from a job site 
Baby, won't you please come home? Owning a small business isn't always as lovely as it sounds, but with 30-plus customizable coverage options, Progressive Commercial keeps your business humming along. Get a quote in as little as six minutes at ProgressiveCommercial.com. I love my sweetheart. By the way, that's my riding lawnmower. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Coverage and discounts not available for all vehicles or states. Policy terms and conditions apply. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack, but not with ZipRecruiter. Its powerful technology actively finds and invites qualified candidates to apply to your job. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you the needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter.com slash trial. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash trial. Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins this afternoon at 1. Now, Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It is 58 minutes past the hour, and because we are blessed with the additional six minutes at the top of the hour, right before Brian Kilmeade takes over here at WPG Talk Radio 95.5, South Jersey's number one talk station, all because of you and we know it, uh, we have time to take one call which is great. Welcome to the program. You're on the air. Hello there, sir. Hello to you. I just wanted to say, how's life? Life is good. I have no complaints. Good. I have no uh, no reason to complain. That's good. Because life is what we're trying to hang on to. Yeah. <laughs> and so they're trying to steal from us as they lives. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's rough stuff. I mean, it's... It really is rough yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. And, so, and nobody... Nobody really comprehends it in the way, uh, not that I do, but I just look at it in some, some, some different ways. Like, um, you know, you talk about how idiotic the president is. And this is but if he's an idiot, then who's running our show? Because <laughs> he's whooping us and he's been laying on us pretty heavily. I'd like to know who, even locally, who would stand up beyond yourself. I would stand with you and tell the, the politicians locally even, let's put a plan together. For this COVID, let's have our own plan. We need to be ahead of these guys, and then we need. Let, to- hey, Bill, let me ask you about that. What do you think? I mean, I guess the answer is there is no plan. But let's let's not shut it down. Let's talk about it. Is there any plan going forward? It could be as simple as you know, take a look at what happened in 1918, and they went from pandemic to endemic, and we had the Roaring Twenties, and people got their lives back, and we lived again, and you know all this, but. Is there a plan? Like I brought up the issue of the fourth shot. I think a lot of people are not taking the fourth shot because they just don't trust their government. They don't trust the the everything that we've been told uh, is not true. In fairness, some of it they couldn't foresee and, and circumstances change. They don't know how many variants are going to come and all of this. But uh, I just don't see really an effective communication and I think because Biden refuses to get rid of Fauci and Fauci kind of had to go into hiding because he became so discredited. And then when you see him, it looks like a Saturday Night Live sketch, uh, sketch rather. It doesn't look like it's serious. We got a big leadership vacuum here, a gap. You have a man in Fauci who is part of the is partly responsible for the creation of this virus. He understands what's going on with the virus better than anybody. He should be the person we should be just grabbing and sitting and locking him in a room and say, fill us in, buddy. Tell us what you made and how to control it. I said, because I think it was a, it's, a, it's like the world's biggest experiment on humanity. 
let's just go make something new and then we'll inject these new uh, processes and, and we'll put it in the people and see if that works. That's really what's happening. They're just experimenting on us. And, and it's not really a solution. You know, and, and how, how can you trust Well, look, that's why I wish they would just come out and say, hey, look, it wasn't a waste. It wasn't for nothing. When the pandemic was at its worst, if you had the first shot, you were protected to a certain extent. When you got the second shot, you were protected to this extent. When you got boosted, you were it extended your level of protection for a, a certain period of time. I think they just need to tell people why we did what we did. Fess up to mistakes that were made. That in fairness, because I'm a fair person, you know, I make mistakes a lot. If you make a mistake, you own it. You try not to make it again. Uh, They just they won't they pretend like they're perfect. Uh, Nothing went wrong. And uh, there's been no communication relative to this fourth shot. And I guarantee you, if we check the percentage of people that got the two shots, the booster and did not get the fourth shot, I guarantee you that number is astronomical, Bill. Probably so. I would, I would agree with you because I just got my third shot. So you know, I'm. Um, so you. So you. You just got your booster, right? Right. Wow. Did you? So did you get the first shot way late, or did you just get the booster late? I, I waited. I waited. I waited a long time. Okay. I wanted, I wanted to see how it would affect other people, but I have my symptoms, my my particular disease process. I, I'm curious about that. How did you do with the vaccine? Did that Did that affect you in any negative way? No, it did not. Good for you. Good for you. I will tell you, I do know people, though, that um, have soreness they never had before. You know, it's it's experimental. I mean, who knows? I mean, I took it because I I weighed the option of being unvaccinated. And with a lot of things I do that, you know, it was expected to, to be here or to be there that you should be vaccinated. I mean, I took it for a lot of reasons to be compliant uh, I guess to be a team player, to do the right thing, to want to live, because I, I feel like I have a lot that I want to still do. And I didn't want to take a chance on being like some of my friends that stubbornly didn't take it that are gone. Uh, and so I took it and I never complained. You know, I took it. And, and but but I want I want communication about what we've learned. We wait for Israel and we wait for other countries to to do the R&D. We should be doing all the research on this. What what, what are we doing? I don't know that we're doing anything. I think, I see, that's what I believe. We should be doing with our own resources. We have these hospitals. You know, you've talked to doctors that are immensely smart. They they just need to concentrate on making uh, the science I mean, work. Bill, they don't even want to know if it happened in that Wuhan lab. I mean, there's been so much politics on all of this. But I think now that many people have had three shots, some four, there ought to be an accounting of what did we do it for? What did we get for it? You know, how how did we do? What do we do going forward? I mean, there's there's I, I I'm going to be doing something on this. In the near future, not probably for sure by this weekend, early next week, where I'm going to roll back the way back machine to 1956 and Dr. Jonas Salk, who was considered a hero. Fauci's considered a dog and uh, with apologies to canine that are beautiful and man's best friend. Uh, Now, Jonas Salk created 
the polio vaccine. Fauci did not. But he was a hero. He was Salk was welcomed everywhere with signs and love and, and an absolute hero. And people wanted the vaccine. 1956, almost the same exact time, 66 years ago, people were in the, the path of the, able to get their second vaccine 66 years ago. And there was a shortage. It, it, it was their era's reality of dealing with vaccines and a vaccine shortage, which we had at one point and no longer do. It's going to be a fascinating drilling down of the more things change, the more they stay the same. But that's not quite accurate because the difference between 1956 and a very trusting and compliant America versus 2020-ish and beyond to 